This is a call to our listeners. Some of you may be heading out on a hike soon. Perhaps you've worked for a year or two and made all the preparations to spend a summer on trail. You worked hard to get to this point, feeling secure and stable, ready for an adventure. Freedom awaits. I'm also ready for adventure. My adventure is different from yours. My adventure is a summer of landscaping. I'm talking about concrete removal, digging up yards of sod and soil, quartz and steel retaining walls, fresh concrete steps, a brick walkway with stone steps and a flagstone patio. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I call it Delo's Summer of Landscaping, but I need help. So I've started a Kickstarter campaign. I need to maintain my current standard of living while taking three months off from paid employment to work in my yard. To do this, I've enlisted the help of Whitney Allgood LaRufa, a Kickstarter campaign genius, as my Kickstarter consultant. For Also, for three months this summer, Squatch will be camping in my backyard and filming my work. He and I will co-narrate a documentary illustrating my successes and failures, and most of all, chronicle one man's work to landscape the out of his front yard. <laughs> I'm hoping organizations I've supported over the years can return the favor and help me by donating to my Kickstarter campaign. Organizations such as the CDTC, PCTA, ATC, UNICEF, and the Smile Train. Please give to my Kickstarter campaign. And listeners, the trail show is doing fine. Don't give them your money. Give it to me instead. Donate to my Kickstarter GoFundMe campaign. Landscape materials cost money. So does feeding children, diapers, and disposing of sod and soil. I need your help. Donate to my professionally managed Kickstarter campaign. I won't let you down. Your donation will support the next Squatch Films production feature titled Delo's Summer of Landscaping. Donate now. Donate often. Support my Summer of Landscaping. And Disco? Yeah? Let's start the show. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now, from Dilo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Oh, uh, yes. We are live from the house of Paul Mignanti. It is Saturday, April 18th, and you are listening to The Trail Show. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everyone within earshot of your cubicle or tent about The Trail Show. It is April 18th, and we're supposed to be at the Leadville Hostel, but we had to cancel due to inclement weather, so we are at Mags's house in our regular studio. We want to take a moment, though, to thank Wild Bill and Kathy for inviting us up to do the show in Leadville. Um, we're going to take a rain check on that. We hate that we can't be there this evening, but we're, we just can't. So, Wild Bill and Kathy, um, this, this show's for you guys. Thank you so much, and we're going to be tipping a pint uh, in both you guys' honor this evening. Matter of fact... This show is sponsored by the Leadville Hostel, P.O.D. The Leadville Hostel, www.leadvillehostel.com. The best place on earth, the best hostel in Colorado. We might be able to get back up there in June, so stay tuned. We'll keep you posted on that. All right, we've got a bunch of beer to drink tonight. We've got a bunch of guests in studio. Ladies and gentlemen, 
He was taping a special across the hallway. This month in studio, we have the founder of the Great Plains Trail Alliance, Mr. Steve Myers. He's going to... Yeah. He's Hello. Go- Hello. He's- Welcome, <laughs> Welcome, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> He's going to talk to us a bit about the Great Plains Trail a little later. Thanks, Steve, for coming on the show. You're welcome. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to get to talk about a trail that um, some folks in this room may have dissed on about two years ago, and we'll, we'll get into that, too. You know, We'll see, D'Lo. I see you shaking your head over there. Also, what is this? <laughs> a second guest? Man, there was a lot of people taping specials across the hall this weekend, wasn't there, Disco? Ladies and gentlemen, also in studio this week, Mr. Angus McBruenstein. Hey, straight from Germany, Deutschland. You may remember Angus McBee um, provided the trail show with a lot of German beer back on our um, road show in Utah, episode thirty-two. And he's here in studio with more German beer. We have the smoke beer, the Rausch beer, which we all loved, and we have some some Trappist beers and some other beers we'll be getting into. And Angus is going to panel with us this evening. Um, Mags, let's set the table. What are we going to be serving up today? We have Trail News, our Trail of the Month, the Great Plains Trail. We have the iTunes Top 5, read by you. Um, trips from the past month. We have a special guest in on Skype. A uh, little news about our brew hike in Longmont. We have some trail tips. And we have our mailbag, our shout-outs, and our media musings. A flip-flop flipped by Squatch. And, of course, Bear of the Month, Ask a Hiker, and our gear review. Oh, very good. It's going to be an action-packed adventure. Um, before we get into any of that, that, any of that any let's, of talk about, let's talk about let's talk about Mike DiLorenzo's, Mike DiLorenzo's beer, of the month. beer of the month. Beauty, take it away. <laughs> what is this? Pod's beer? I mean, no, it's not. No, it's okay. Mike DiLorenzo's beer. Okay. okay. I, I have no idea what these beers are. I could, I'd love to talk to them. Maybe Max. Well, I was going to say this is more of our brew of the month because we have two things. We have that's beers true. and we're brewing something in the oh. kitchen. That's oh. right. Like, yeah, we have. Can we get and the Angus echo again? Angus is brewing something in his stomach. Mike DiLorenzo's, Mike DiLorenzo's brew, of the brew of the month. month, month, month. month. John. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so we we actually have coffee and beer this month. That's correct. Who's going to speak about it? So we have uh, beer compliments of that, all capital letters, that brewery, which is actually. Courtesy of Serena Dufault of the Arizona Trail Association, and we're going to be talking to her later. But they sent us the beer. That brewery and pub in Pine has been in operation since June 2012, and they have expanded to Cottonwood, so they have two locations, Um, and they have actually quite a few beers, and um, their brewery is all family and friend owned, operated, nice little you know, friendly organization. So they sent us the Strawberry Blonde, which some of you have tried already. Yes, it's quite lovely. They sent us the Arizona Trail Ale. Cheers. Which I think some of you have tried. And what we haven't tried is the Naughty Nut Brown yet, but we're going to try it. And let me just read the description for the Naughty Nut Brown. Roasted malts and caramel flavors with hints of chocolate, nuts, and pine cones. Mm. Hints of pine cones. Yes. It sounds really good, and I was Max and I were having a conversation before the show. The three beers that they sent us, and coincidentally, most of the beers that they serve have very low IBUs, which appeals to me. And we were talking about how that makes sense because it's freaking hot in Arizona, so it <laughs> would Easy make sense. Drink. Yeah, you you'd want kind of a refreshing. 
take yeah, away. We should also mention that portions of the proceeds from the Arizona Trail L go directly to the Arizona Trail Association, which then go back to the trail itself. So that's a pretty cool thing. You you drink some beer, you help a long-distance trail out. How, how cool that's is right. that? Pretty awesome. And then, uh, Angus, why don't you speak to the beer that you brought? Yeah, you brought a lot. Well, uh, again, we brought the uh, Rausch beer. Uh, brought down here that you said you guys it tastes like you know campfire in a cup yep yeah uh, we also brought some of the rochefort i had a friend that Ooh, at the yeah. very end of my uh time in germany he just kind of sprang this you know ton of beer on me and uh, i had no way to pack it up so i had to put it in the box and kind of just bring it with me on the plane so right right it's nice yeah nice. It, and folks might remember like back in the first six shows we had scooby on and um, we tried the Rochefort 10, which uh, a lot of us loved, and I think you brought the Rochefort 8 tonight, yeah. which is equally as good. I've also tried the Rochefort 6. They're all good. Yeah. You can't go wrong with the Rochefort beers. What else is in there? I saw some uh, other a Trappist. Orval, uh, there's a I can't remember the other Trappist. We'll have to get it and look at the label, but there's also a, there's an Orval, and there's a few Chimay's in there. So oh, We're going to get into all nice. that Very tonight. Nice. It's going to be nice. And uh, Wild Bill has sent along some moonshine. Oh yes, for us Whoa. to try. Whoa. Really? Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Dilo, it's got your name written all right. over. Yeah, I'll take it home with me. And yeah. <laughs> no, man, you got to drink it on the show. <laughs> on the show, okay, yeah, all of it. Okay. Yeah. Shall okay. I talk about the coffee now, or? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. It's our so, pre-show drink. Yeah. yeah, it was our pre-show drink, and we're actually going to. I'm going to be drinking more. So this this coffee shop slash music community place called Beans and Strings. It's a coffee shop embedded inside um, a studio that gives all kinds of music lessons. Uh, they sent us uh, they sent us a clever dripper, as well Boom, as bam. four single source uh, beans from different parts of the country that were roasted by Batdorf and Bronson, which is this really nice coffee roasting. So, Beans and Strings buys their roasted beans from Batdorf. So, I wanted to make sure to mention both of those things. They also sent us. He also sent me um, a blend that he makes himself, which is called One to Go. And we didn't sample that one. It's kind of more of a breakfast bl- uh, blend. But I did want to mention that the bloom on the One to Go is incredible, if you know what I'm talking about, if you know about blooms. But anyway, we have four different uh, single-source coffees. And he wrote to me a little bit and, and mentioned that, that the, the point of the single-source coffee is that you should be able to taste some slight differences. Oh. And so that's why we tried some of them side-by-side, uh, side, and you definitely can taste a difference in the, the, the different sources of coffee. And all of them are from Family Farms, and the roasters have a relationship with them, and they, um, when, when there were some, they go through some struggles, and the, the roasting company actually helps the family out. So it's really cool. It's like fair trade to the 10th degree. And it was sure. very, very good coffee. Can we mention who he is? It's Eric Foster Whitten. He's yes, a big, that's right. big fan of the Trail Show, friend of the Trail Show. Uh, Eric, we we thank you a lot. And also, we'll get in this later. Eric sent us some music. Oh, that's right. That we will be oh, playing nice. during breaks on this show and the next couple shows. So, Eric, we can't thank you enough for the coffee, the music, and your devoted listenership to the Trail Show. And I also want to mention that I did brew all the coffee per his instructions. We have a picture to prove it. And it's been really fun. She even brought a scale. I've got my electric tea kettle with the thermometer, my timer. It's great. The scale is so that you only uh, use the proper uh, amount of grounds. Is that correct? Well, it's the grounds, and then you pour in 100 grams of water Uh and stir, 
and then you pour in up to 340 grams of water. Oh. And you stir again. So wow. it's measuring the, the coffee grounds as well as the water. 340 grams of water. What is that in uh, measure of volume? I have no idea. Dilo, you're quite familiar with grams, aren't you? I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I Actually, th- I, just had, I just ate some five gram uh, mints. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I very did, good. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was behind um, <clears throat> a group of young men from Massachusetts the other, last night at the store. We're in town. In Boulder. In, yep. In, they were here in Boulder stocking up for this weekend's Cannabis Cup in Denver. Is that's that a right. thing? That's right. The, canna- the High Times Cannabis Cup is being held this weekend in Denver, Colorado. Oh, I think I know why. What's the date, Dilo? Uh, Monday is April 20th, actually. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Angus. Yeah, I actually stayed down in uh, the 11th Avenue Hostel down here in Denver, and uh, I spoke to my guys that I was rooming with. Yeah. And they was you know, they were like, you know, what are you in town for, man? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm going up here to Leadville to go to this podcast. And I was like, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh man, Kansas Fest, man, Kansas Fest. <laughs> Where you been, man? <laughs> they were like, man, forget that stupid podcast. You got to come with us to the cup, bruh. Wake and bake, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is I don't know. The, what's interesting about the the uh, cannabis cup, the High Times Cannabis Cup, is for decades, it's been in, held in Amsterdam. In the Netherlands, so it's pretty amazing that they can have this, you know, marijuana event. You know, it's like a it's a great American beer fest, but for marijuana, right? Oh wow! Um, okay, but they, now they have it here in Denver, Colorado. America, yeah, it's pretty America. amazing, man. <laughs> pretty amazing. And with all the news, it's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignanti. Mags, take it away. All right, this one Dilo might be pretty stoked about. The first and only trail in National Park to allow mountain biking really? is almost upon us. Wow. The East Inlet Trail on the west side of Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, yeah. Which I believe is part of the CDT as well. Interesting. In, inside the park boundary? It's an old roadbed, essentially, and they're allowing mountain biking on that trail. Wow. Why? That's a first. It's, it's why, why is big, this happening, Mags? I'm very confused. Well, they feel it's an old roadbed, the erosion that can happen, uh, the mountain, you know, Imbo's based here in Colorado, for one thing. I'm sure that has something to do with it as well. It's going to ruin my wilderness experience. Probably, right along the farms there. Yeah. <laughs> Have the protesters started gathering at the trailhead yet? No, but they've gathered online for sure. Okay, I'm, I'm sure they have. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving along, uh, let's see, well, we'll save a light news item for the end here. Um, this, I'm going to post this link to it, but this is a really good article Lamenting the lost Arctic season because of climate change, the days of polar exploration, as we knew it, are coming to an end, essentially. Like self-propelled skiing to the North Pole, people who are, you know, crazy things like that, trying to recreate the old dog mushing to the North Pole, over because the pack ice is too thin now. And oh, the, wow. the last ski to the North Pole probably took place a, a season or two ago. And people are still landing on it because the ice is still thick there, but the traditional starting point is just too thin. Oh, geez. It's actually a very, very good article, kind of sad. Um, Is it on our Facebook page? I will post it there. Okay. Uh, it's called Lamenting the Lost Arctic Season. So hmm. there you have it. Um, now, the Everest trash pickup has been in the news a lot lately. Oh, yes. What's going on with the poop? The, the Indian Army is organizing a trash pickup. No way. I love the Indian Army, man. I, I'm just so excited that they're out there to help Are they gonna, pick up the like, trash around Everest. It's is it, fantastic. Is it prisoners? Or? <laughs> like, you look excited, dude. I am. Yeah, the Indian Army is just, you know, 
Angus, oh. do you know anything about the Indian Army? I absolutely do not. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 in the armed forces, aren't you? I, I am, but that yeah. doesn't make me a subject matter expert oh, okay. for military. Yeah, and I know that Mags is actually a military subject expert because you know he just studies a lot of history. Mags, can you talk to the Indian Army really quick? They have a lot of um, experience in high altitude yeah. operations. Yep. So Jammu and Kashmir. Yeah. There was a little bit of a conflict there. Yep. In that area. Just there's probably still is a conflict there. Yeah. Yep. Tiny bit. Well, anyway, so. we won't get into geopolitics <laughs> in this newscast. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So, you know, we've mentioned before how the nature of trails are changing. Has anyone been to the jailhouse hostel in Palmerton? I know oh. about it. I have, yeah. Palmerton. Yeah. I stayed there. Pennsylvania. 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 Yeah, Pennsylvania. Very oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the basement. Well, no longer. Oh. Why? That's probably too, good. Too many hikers yeah. and... A, some a minority, but a minority of these more hikers are causing problems. Yep. No alcohol, so they drink. No drugs, they smoke pot. No dogs, they're bringing the dogs anyway. And the locals have said enough. So another hostel's gone. Hmm. Hey man, pot's not a drug anymore. It's medication. Well, in any case, <laughs> those are the rules. And um, right, this is just the other day. Rainier National Park has cut off permits for the Wonderland Trail. They've maxed out. I for the whole year? I am so yes. mad about this. I'm so mad about this. I was going to go there this summer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How uh, many permits uh, got uh, taken? I don't know the number offhand. I'll have to look uh, it up. But, but it's just, max. It's April, and it's maxed out? Yeah. You can still get walk-in permits, uh, but writing ahead of time to get a permit, yeah. gone. D'Lo's upset You can still now. walk very in, D'Lo, and you're still flexible with your schedule, though. Yeah, I am very flexible yeah, with my right, schedule. That's right. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out in Rainier for like six weeks until I get in. <laughs> well, there you go. Just think about out. the Indian Army. It'll cheer you up. I know it will because I love the Indian Army. <laughs> Angus, tell me about the Indian Army. <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> so Lisa Murskowski, the Republican from Alaska. Sure. Her Senator. amendment, the non-binding resolution. Remember we made jokes about Utah wanting to take over lands and make it stay? Yeah. Well, well. Lisa Murkowski, actually, non-binding resolution, an amendment, to revert, to help fund the states who want to take the federal lands, except for national parks, to be under state control. So she's trying to start her own little Kickstarter thing to that's right, that's right. Pay, help other states. states that want to take their public lands. Except for national park units. Lisa, Lisa, rape and pillage. Lisa Murkowski, we're hey, going to put hey, you in hey. touch. We're going to put you in touch with Whitney Allgood LaRufa, who is a Kickstarter genius, a ki- Kickstarter campaign aficionado. He's you know, amazing. He's Le- amazing. She's a U.S. senator. I'm sure yeah. she has her own media. Yeah, yeah but like nobody, <laughs> nobody can do it like Whitney can do it, man. I'm telling you. Well, hey, you, you said it first, man. Yeah. Well, this is a very, very close vote. It was 51 to 49. Whoa. Wow. wow. So it just shows how divided we are as a country, especially when it comes to public lands. But again, this is not the geopolitical discussion. So, but damn it, (laughs) you know, I I just want to no deal. Can I just sidetrack us so fast? Just I just want to throw this out there. Already, you've sidetracked us. I'm gonna I'm just gonna be super fast. You know, I really feel like as a society, we need to um, we need to just maximize our short term economic profits and really just kind of screw the long term environmental costs. Okay, I'm done. Okay, very good. Duly noted, Dilo. Right. We appreciate that. Thanks. And for, I'm going to end on a happy note for Yes. Chase. Cool. Yes. So Kraft recalls a bunch of cases of macaroni and cheese. A bunch of cases. Mm. I had the number, but it got kind of gobbled in my printer here, so I apologize. But they had to do a massive recall of mac and cheese because there was metal in it. But Ooh, that's not good. That's, but That's worse than mealworms. Yes, by far. But look at it this way. A lot of hikers are deficient in vitamins. So here's your, iron, here's your iron, iron in your mac and cheese. Metal? Did, but did, like how uh, big was the metal? Enough was where they had to recall like a, it. Like a chisel or something? Like how, yeah. how big was it? 
That's a good question. I mean, is it going to tear yeah, myself? Yeah, we need. I guess? We need. Maybe next month we can have a little follow but up. This is you know. you know more of an investigative report. Yes, that's right. I need Mills. I think I remember reading about this. I think it was like metal pieces. But I mean, it's guaranteed to clean out your system. It'll wash everything out. There you go. So this may not be a bad thing for hikers. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you should eat some of that. Maybe. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Some nuts and bolts in the trail mix. It'll be like a bomb goes off and there'll be shrapnel flying everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It gives a whole new meaning. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. He just ran out of his own house. He just (laughs) took his headphones off. Knocked the microphone out of his way and darted out the door, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get right into our trail of the month, the Great Plains Trail. We've got Mr. Steve Myers in studio, founder of the Great Plains Trail Alliance, based out of Longmont, Colorado, which is just up the road from uh, Mignanti Studios. Let's get right into it. Mags, do you want to kind of take this thing away? Sure. We'll just give a brief, brief description of it. 1,700 miles through one of the ecosystems not known by thru-hikers or long-distance hikers in general, the Great Plains. Um, Relatively new trail organization. Uh, Lots of beauty out there not known to hikers. Of course, home of one of the most iconic animals in America, the the bison. Right, right. So having set the table for that, we'll let Mr. Myers here give... A lot more information than I possibly could. Yeah, so Steve, just yeah. just for our listeners, just to give them an idea, where does it start and end? It starts at the at the Canada border. Okay. Probably Grasslands National Park, which is a Canadian national park. Okay. And uh, although there are some other possibilities that we're looking at, um, but then the southern terminus is uh, the top of Guadalupe Mountain in Guadalupe. Oh, that's Mountains National Park in Texas. Way west Texas. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to mirror the uh, the AT where you end on a on a state high point on Katahdin. Sure. So I think it would be pretty cool to do a through hike north to south, and then you end on uh, on a state high point. Oh, very cool. So and a national park, which would be really cool. Was the Great Plains Trail your vision? I mean, you founded the Alliance. Was it also, the the trail itself, was it your vision? Yeah, it was an idea I had, I don't know, 25 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, But it just sat forever uh, until about about five years ago when I sort of took it out of the the box and dusted it off and, uh, you know, just wanted to see what, what could happen with it. Sure. So I started working on it about five years ago. Okay, and yeah. so are you a Colorado native, out of curiosity? I grew up in Minnesota. I've lived in California, Mo- uh, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado. I've lived all over the place. Okay, but yeah. I, obviously you've been taken with the Great Plains right. at some point in your life. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like What, what inspired you to kind of put this trail on the map, so to speak? So growing up in, in uh, Minnesota, in college, I spent, um, I spent a bunch of summers in Grand Teton National Park in mm-hmm. Wyoming. And basically going back and forth from Minnesota to Wyoming over the course of, you know, eight years or so back in the 90s, I kind of fell in love with all the places in between. Um, you know, there's, I love the mountains as much as anybody else and spent, you know, all of my 20s there climbing peaks and doing everything else that you could do. Um, but then just kind of going back and driving, you know, South Dakota and sure. Nebraska, I'd just start every time I'd go, I'd, I'd go pick a new spot and be like, oh, this is really cool or mm-hmm. this is really interesting and there was no one around. And, and I just, I was really inspired by the landscape and the openness and um, just the, the scenery there 
and having it be just so different and unique. Um, it, it, it wasn't Minnesota. It wasn't the mountains. It was something in between. Uh, and there was something about it that was really uh, amazing to me. Oh, very cool. And what states does the Great Plains Trail go through? Uh, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, New Mexico, and Texas. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And, and what did you say, Mag? 1,700 miles total? Is that? That's what I was reading on the website. Yeah, call correctly. Yeah, it should be about that. It could, you know, it could be uh, a little more or a little less, but that should be about right. Is the idea to do a through hike of this trail? That's one of the ideas we've got in maybe about a year or two, two years, maybe maybe two years. The, re- um, the reason I ask is because it seems like it would be really hot. I wouldn't do it in the summer. Yeah. So, is it? Could you do it in the through the winter on this trail? I think I think the best time to do a through cold? hike would be to kind of chase late summer and early fall um, and go uh, north go north to south. Okay. Uh, maybe you start in Montana, right. say mid to late August. Mm-hmm. And you work your way south from there, and you kind of just stay stay right at that sort yep. of late summer, yep. early fall. And now, is there? Does it use existing trails? Is it cross country? The idea is to use existing trails wherever we can. Um, there's a there's a two hundred and ten mile trails through the Black Hills. Um, mm. One called the Mickelson Trail, which is a rail trail. Cool. Um, pretty mellow, and then the other one is the Centennial Trail, which is more of a hiking, more rugged Ooh. hiking trail. Yeah. Um, that the state of South Dakota put in uh, on their centennial in, I think it was 1990 or 91. There's also um, the Maha Day Trail in North Dakota, which connects um, the two units of Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Uh, that's about a 90-mile trail, run, runs north to south. Um, that's a neat, neat, neat trail. Um, and there's a few other scattered existing trails. And then connecting all of that, um, going to piece it together with back, you know, Jeep country roads. roads and, and the roads, you know, I mean, at first that kind of doesn't sound like, you know, a great hiking experience, but I just got back, um, three weeks ago from a hundred mile trek oh, nice. and o- over the course of two days. Um, it was two separate days, but we went 10 hours without seeing a car. Yeah, oh, I'm wow. sure. Yeah. Well, in those States on a, so they're, they're almost de facto road. trails. They're like wide trails. Yeah. Now, sure. How much of this route, plan route, have you actually hiked? 200? 200 miles? miles? Yeah, something like that, maybe. Okay, so, not, um, so it's still, it's still pretty, pretty new. Yeah, it is. Uh, the rest of the route I have, I'd say, I'd say I got a third of it that I know exactly where it's going to be. A third of it, I have a really good idea. And the, the last third is still a little bit of a question mark, but I have oh. a rough idea. And I think... What I want to do is get it roughed out in the, in about two years, and get a through hike on it. Maybe do um, you know like a documentary or something yeah, like that. Sure. And then you should call Squatch. Yeah, he's good. I could set you up at Squatch if you need to get in touch with him. All right, that sounds yeah. like a plan. And he's he's looking for new trails at this yeah, point. Well, he's I, he's busy this summer in my backyard. <laughs> but uh, but after that, after yeah, that, yeah. he's all set. After that, I think he he might be yours As if his back isn't totally thrown out. Oh, he's just gonna film. He's, he's just gonna, gonna film. Yeah, he's oh, not okay. Gonna do he's okay. too <laughs> old. He's too old to work. Too old and decrepit. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, from watching some of Squatch's films, and I think he's pretty much injury prone. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want him throwing papers around or no. I don't like want that. him throwing papers around. <laughs> yeah, Max. Not, not in my yard. Not with the liability issues. 
So I would say the Great Plains Trail, what are some of the logistic challenges? Uh, maps come to mind, resupply. Yeah. Uh, water. Water, yes. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots and lots. Um, and a lot of that's just kind of come to light, you know, with, with doing the hikes that we did. Um, one of them is water. And what we've talked about a lot is, is maybe uh, some kind of cash system, you know, where water could be. You know, and I'm, I'm picturing there'd be a season to hike, like I was talking, kind of late summer, early fall. And during those times, um, you know, water could be cached in certain places. Um, I'm trying to route it as through as many towns as possible what as about, well. What about windmills and, and cow troughs and things like that? Do you, uh, do you find that there's a fair amount of those... Um of that infrastructure out there that you could maybe take advantage of? It's out there, except most of it's on, on private land. Yeah. So right. I'd have a hard time actually making that work. Well, oh, that's, that's actually a really good point. How much of this trail is going to be on public lands and how much is going to be on private lands? And do you need easements and things like that? Or So as much as possible um, on public lands. And I think, you know, there's more there than more public land than people realize. Um, you have the national grasslands, which are, basically the national you know forest it's it's department department of agriculture um and they have they have quite a bit of of public land and just got done talking with um the the guy who runs the the uh, recreation part for uh Oglala National Grassland which is also Buffalo Gap Nas- National Grassland and they're really excited about it i thought i'd run into a bunch of red tape and sure. i was like can we do this this and this and he's like yeah let's do it oh let's nice get, yeah and i it was like, yeah, well, just, you know, we'll just do it. You know, I, I really was really surprised by that. But um, the National Grasslands want recreation. They mm-hmm. want people to go out yeah, there. Yeah. And, um, and, and also the people in, in these towns, too, are really um, excited about it, too. They want people to, they feel like they have something to offer and, and that they have scenic beauty and they want people to come and, come and see it. So they're really excited about it, too. Talk to Chamber of Commerces and, and things like that. So, do you think this really trail? Do you think this trail could be a multi-use trail, or is it going to be a hiking trail? I would love to see it uh, as multi-use as possible. So horses and bikes and strollers and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and skateboards. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like rollerblades. Like those off-road skateboards. Yep. The off-road rollerblades are big. Actually, I've heard the off-road rollerblades are pretty big now. <laughs> <laughs> You heard that deal, huh? Uh, yeah. Not like the skateboards with the bike tires? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, except, sure, except yeah. you just have like two gigantic bike tires on each foot. But yeah, it's a great way to build up your calves. Yeah, I can yeah. totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Steve, real quick. So POD and, and D-Lo, they're being real nice you know, here in studio now. But um, back in December of 2012, Mags had a segment about the Great Plains Trail on Episode 7 of the Trail Show. And I, a I just news want, item. I just, a news item. And I, and I want to go to a clip real quick, and then maybe we can address what was said after the, the clip's over. Here we go. It's different, but I like I've been to the Pawnee Grasslands, the Comanche Grasslands. It's really nice out there. Yeah, so I just you... can't imagine hiking an entire season's worth of grasslands. But it's not just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. seriously, is that what we're talking about here? I, I mean, not to be little, not to be little. These guys, no, and you know, I get but... it. Like, I think, I think there is beauty in like exploring landscapes that you're not exposed to all the time, but like an entire season of 2,100 miles border to border. That might be better for a section hike, but they also recommend you can mountain bike parts of it too. All right. So So first of all, just, uh, I, that was not me. 
Uh, uh, that was your stunt <laughs> double, right? Chinese nationals. Uh, yeah, I, that was around the time that my email was hacked by the Chinese nationals. <laughs> it didn't. So, it didn't sound like you. Yeah, it did not sound like me. That was not me. That was actually some. Um, it was his brother Skippy. That was some Chinese spies that had actually um, infiltrated my body and <laughs> were were using my body wow, to you talk. You really got some good edibles tonight, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> hate it when that happens. In POD, I mean. I guess I guess what you envisioned is a trail with no shade at all, and and I think Steve <laughs> Steve could probably speak to the yeah. fact that there are that's, trees on the Great that's Plains Trail. To me because I I'm sensitive. Yeah, the, I mean it's it's really diverse. I think there's I mean certainly there are some spots where you're going to be exposed. I mean, and that's part of it too. Um, you know, there's definitely places that are going to be less amazing than other places, but I think that's probably true on all of the long distance trails too. Um, but yeah, there, it's, it's, it's so diverse. There's so many different kind of landscapes, badlands and buttes and, and ponderosa pine forests and, and then the open, open grasslands. So there's just a lot, a lot of diversity, I think more so than, than people realize. I was saying for my own time on the grass, I mean, there's just canyons alone and you walk into like the big hole up by Fort Collins. It's just, it looks like a miniature Grand Canyon in some ways. You can see the layer cake of the rocks. And, you know, that was my own bias as well before I started discovering this area a few years back. And, oh, wow, it's more than just rolling plains. You know, the megafauna out there, too. Again, the reintroducing bison, and um, there's a coyote as well. So Did you just say cool. megafauna? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you call a bison? I, I just, I like it's it. It's big mega. animals. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. D'Lo. Yes, I, I want to kind of second. Topic. Excuse me? Nothing, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to talk back about the cannabis cup again really quick. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, everybody. Just kidding. No, I really want to talk seriously about, um, I think one of the things that you uh, do another, appreciate. Another talking about grass. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice segue. Let's not, yeah, let's not quite go there yet. Cause, uh, anyways, I think one of the things that a long-distance hiker does get to appreciate, uh, you know, on a trail like the CDT or the PCT when they're between mountain ranges is just the large expanses yeah. of nothingness. You know, it's like, there ain't nothing here. I can look for 50 miles and see nothing. And that's like something that at first you don't really appreciate, but it kind of grows on you and you learn to appreciate that. And I think, Steve, this is one thing that you have learned over the years. You talked about the spaces in between. This is probably one of your inspirations for this trail was just, I can go out here and hike 1,700 miles, and there ain't nothing around. And that's, that's pretty unique. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think there's a good, there'd be a big sense of solitude, um, which kind of drew me initially, too. And just sort of the, kind of that horizon, you know, that endless, that 360 horizon is just amazing to kind of yeah. just stand in the middle of and just kind of be a part of it. You have to kind of be in that landscape. Uh, in order to really understand it. And I think a lot of people, you know, initially think, you know, oh, you know, Kansas, Nebraska, are you kidding me? You know, I just drive across that as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm in a plane at 35,000 feet, you know, looking down on it, but I can't imagine, you know, actually doing anything there. And that's, it's really, once you get in, once you get in there and, and, and start, you know, actively being a part of it and doing things and, and, and recreating it. It's really amazing. And it's really kind of a, it's kind of a recreational frontier too. There isn't that much out there in terms of that sort of culture, but I think there's a lot of potential for it. I'm just curious. So we're in the Denver Boulder area here. What's the, what is our closest access point to the Great Plains Trail from the Front Range area here? Is it straight east of here? Um, 
as far as I know at the moment, um, you have Jackson Lake State Park, which is a little bit north uh, and east of here. Okay. Uh, if you go a little south, um, there's a couple couple of spots. One is called West Bijou Canyon, um, and that's a that's owned by um, I'm forgetting the name right now, um, but there's a really good possibility to to run a trail through there and it would actually be you know off road and uh, and and possibly create a a real trail through there and then south of here um there's a place called the the paint mines um yeah. it's kind of maybe 50 miles east and in between denver and and colorado springs which is kind of this it's a it's a county park i think and has some trail through it and some kind of weird badland areas but oh, cool. but, it, but it's pretty cool Huh. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And th- that, those are a couple areas you could actually check out. Very good. Um, yeah. And real quickly, I wanted to ask a little bit about the Great Plains Trail Alliance. So um, we noticed a friend of the trail show, Teresa Martinez, is mm-hmm. on the GPTA board. And are you guys uh, a, an official 501c3? Or, or I mean, w- what's your status as an alliance or an organization? Yeah, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. We have a small board. Um, we just kind of meet quarterly and kind of talk strategy about where, you know, what, what, what's the next step, basically. Sure. Um, we're just feeling our way through it, you know, and that's, that's really how we're operating right now. We're sm- real small and um, just kind of getting it going. So Okay. And yeah. I noticed, like, um, you guys you have a website going. Can people actually go and get memberships to the Great Plains Trail Alliance there, or are you is that are we still early for that? We're working on that. Okay, we're working on that. Okay, yeah. coming soon. Coming soon. Very good. Coming soon. Steve-o? Steve, I just wanted to throw it out there. But if the Great Plains Trail Alliance has some excess funds that they need to disburse, um, feel free to donate to my Kickstarter campaign. This summer, do yeah, we'll do. You might, yeah, we might. You guys and got an extra twenty, thirty grand in the coffers, man. Just send it my way. And maybe, then maybe just some picks and shovels. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then at the end of the summer, when the when the patio or the yard is yeah. landscape, Dila will be hosting a fundraiser for the GPTA a gala. Yeah, yeah we could have a, we could have a GPTA <laughs> gala on my new uh, flagstone patio out front. Perfect. I can't wait, <laughs> Max. I'll say um, one of my favorite logos for our trail alliance has been you know the woolly mammoth, the Ice Age Trail. Yeah, this comes pretty darn it's, close, if yeah. not equal to it. With the bison and the planes, that is yeah. a yeah, really a sleek, killer logo. Sleek design, Thanks. I like it. Okay. Yeah. One of those stickers. Like it. It's a powerful. Yeah. Is there a megafauna on one of those stickers? It's a megafauna. <laughs> it's a powerful bison with the with the GPTA. Right. Or I'm sorry, with the Great Plains Trail in the distance. And it, well, actually, I just call that a dirt road. Hey now! No, it's a trail. <laughs> it's a trail deal. It's a multi-use trail. I just think <laughs> it looks really cool. <laughs> it, it does. It does look it really cool. It is a sweet, slick design. It is. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Congrats on that. Thank you. So, Steve, if people want more information about the Great Plains Trail, what's the website? So, the website is www.greatplainstrail.org. Okay, and you guys are also on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook, uh, and a lot of a lot of the information is on the blog, which you can get to by the website. Okay, very yeah, cool. The blog or the website's kind of static and doesn't change much, but the the blog is where I'd put news and anything that's that's kind of current okay and before we go to break is there anything else you want to say about the great plains trail or the alliance before we we take off i say get out there and enjoy the plains um if you uh especially if you live in colorado if you want solitude 
the mountains isn't necessarily the place to go. Head yes. Yeah. <laughs> Head east. So, Check so it has, out. Has anyone ever hiked the Great Plains Trail from end to end yet? Ju- Not yet. This. Not yet? Not yet. <gasps> Snorkel. Yeah. Are you listening? Snorkel. <laughs> yeah, Snorkel if you're listening. FKT. Yeah. FKT. Uh, right. Lots of KT opportunities right here, Snorkel. <laughs> you probably cool. get three or four like in one, one shebang. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, bam. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know, it's out there. So, so go east, young woman. Go, go east, go east, go east. You know, young man, I guess. Young, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Snorkel's I don't know. a woman. woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's a she. Well, Steve Myers, thank you so much for joining us today <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> on the Trail Show. Thanks, and guys. Thanks for thank educating our listeners about the Great Plains Trail, and we look forward to seeing this trail grow. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Very good. We'll be back with more Trail Show in a short minute. As we go to break, please enjoy the song stylings of Pat Dixon and the Delicious Three with their hit song, Back on the Trail. Raise a glass. The trail show is back. And we are back here at Casa Mags in Boulder, Colorado. You are listening to The Trail Show, heard on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. That amazing tune you just heard over break was Back on the Trail by Pat Dixon and the Delicious Three. P.O.D. and I had the pleasure of meeting Pat in Silver City this past weekend. And Pat is currently one week into his Continental Divide Trail through hike. Sweet. Big thanks to Pat for that song and good luck to him on his CDT through hike. And Pat... Don't stop till you get up that hill. (laughs) That's an awesome song, man. He's a one-man metal band. It's awesome. All right. We're going to be Skyping in Serena Default from the Arizona Trail Association here. Uh, AZT's got some new stuff going on. We've got a new guidebook, and we got to talk to her a little bit about this beer that she coordinated for us tonight. So let's give Serena a call. Maybe we could play a prank on her. Yeah, I I think we could, Dilo. Yeah? Yeah, let's... uh, Let's see if we can get her on the horn. You can you can play the prank, Dilo. Hello. Did you order six quarts of chicken fried rice? <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey there. Hey, hey Serena. It is Disco P O D Dilo, Angus, Steve, and Mags from the Trail Show. How are you doing? Awesome. Hi. How's it going? Very good. Are you there? Yes. I'm okay. Still okay. Here. Okay. Very good. Hey, Serena. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, we want to thank you right out of the, the the break here for having this great Arizona Trail L and the other beers from that brewery delivered to us by Pack Mule. We really appreciate uh, the beer delivery. It's it's quite tasty. We've already gotten into all three of the beers that that brewery sent us tonight. That's how we do things out west. We send things by Pack Mule. <laughs> That's right. I think I saw a few of those mules at the CDT kickoff, actually. <laughs> Mini one. Yeah, the minis. And, and, and I saw that um, that brewery has locations in both Pine and Cottonwood. And refresh my memory, are either one of those two towns Arizona trail trail towns? 
So I'm actually in the gateway community of Pine, where the Arizona Trail Ale is brewed right now. Because we had our Arizona Trail Days today, our Pine Strawberry Trail Days. And so most of the people are actually at the brewery right now, and I'll be joining them after we're done with this interview. Oh, very cool. We won't keep you that long. We'll make it quick. No no worries. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, we we want to get some updates on the Arizona Trail and the Arizona Trail Association, but real quickly, I want to ask you about this um, the new guidebook that just came out called "Your Complete Guide to the Arizona National Scenic Trail." You got us a copy of this in January, and it's it's in color. It's uh, over three hundred, almost four hundred pages. It's an amazing guidebook, and anybody that can put this in their hands is going to want to jump out on the Arizona Trail. Can you talk briefly about the book, where folks can get it, and how it came to be? Sure. The book was a long process. You know, we've had to finish the trail first and then update the book to reflect that. And so we also added a lot of information about the different kinds of um, botany and geology that you'll come across while you're hiking the trail as well as gateway community resources and water charts, things to make your planning easier. And folks can get can go to the Arizona Trail Association's website to get a copy. Is that the easiest way to get it? Absolutely, aztrail.org. I know there's a couple folks that, that you and I both know that are out on the Arizona Trail right now, including our friend the Real Hiking Viking. He's out. I think he, he got to Superior today, which is what, about 300 miles in? Yep, 300 miles in. Can you talk to us briefly, you know, you all got National Scenic Trail status a couple years ago. Can you talk to us briefly about goings-ons with the Arizona Trail and the Arizona Trail Association? I know things are, are kind of picking up for you guys. Absolutely. It's really exciting for us. For example, today, just in Pine, Arizona, at Arizona Trail Day, there was nine through hikers in town at once. Wow. And so what? that kind of thing was not really common back you know, even last year, the year before, to have more of a herd. Um, and so that's pretty exciting for us. There's been a lot of media attention to the trail lately. And with it being completed in, we got National Scenic Trail designation in 2009, and then it was completed in 2011. And then the guidebook came out 2013. So we've gotten a lot more people on the trail. It's very exciting. There's a big buzz around it right now. And I think as more people post pictures, people will realize that Arizona is not just a flat desert full of sand and cactus. Well, and now that it's been on the trail show, I mean, it's going to blow up. There's going to be like 3,000 hikers out there. The trail show year. effect. You yeah, know. They, call right. it, they call it the trail show effect. Cheryl Strait has nothing over us. That's right. <laughs> Oprah, forget about it. I'll make sure it. to tell the gateway communities to brace for impact. That's correct. <laughs> now, I'm curious. So, Pine, so you said there's nine through hikers in Pine right now. Are those folks, they're going northbound, right? Yes, they are. So, they're about halfway through their journey right now. All right, and folks should know that you have actually thru-hiked the AZT uh, previously. So not only do you work for the AZTA, but you've walked this entire trail. Twice. Whoa! A yo-yo. Oh, my gosh. Really? I didn't know twice. Yeah, I I section hiked it in 2008, 2009 before it was finished, and then I thru-hiked it last year. And I thru-hiked it to promote the trail itself, and so... I did it as a um, promotion to get the gateway community involved and get uh, 
people that wanted to invite uh, themselves along for day hikes and backpacking trips. I took almost 100 people out on the trail with me. Oh, wow. And had 12 different gateway community events along the way in the different towns. Oh, that's so cool. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I did it for work. That was even the best part. <laughs> so, so you were on the clock while you were through hiking. I was. It was my job. Somebody had to do it. Hey, I have a question wow. for you. I have a question. On the cover yeah. of this book, there's a... I think it's a female hiker, the, the the biggest photo on the cover, and she looks like oh, she... You mean the person who's, like, weighed down by a massive <laughs> backpack? Yeah, I was going to ask, at what point did she die on the trail? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, not I think, quite sure that she made it all the way down yeah. to the Colorado River yeah. with that size pack. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she just did, a, like, a tuck and roll to get down there. <laughs> that looks like your pack, Angus. A yeah, tuck and roll. Serena, um... It's been, you know, we actually featured the Arizona Trails Trail of the Month about two years ago on the show, and I'm just kind of curious, just quickly, where does the Arizona Trail stand as as far as, like, how much single track versus roads? Like, do you have any stats offhand you could kind of throw out there for our listeners? You know, I wish I had some, I'm I'm not, I wish I had some better stats, but I think that at this point, there's probably maybe... I'd say less than a third of it that's road walking at this point. And oh, cool. we're talking two track roads, um, little used Jeep trails, not necessarily um, hiking, you know, a paved road or anything like that. Okay. There's a lot of single track that existed before the trail. When it, the trail came into being, there's a lot of single track that was then connected uh, with different two track roads. Some of those two track roads have been rerouted onto single track. And so that's something that we're always working toward as far as um, maintaining and bettering our trail for the future. You know, I think the takeaway point is every year, more and more of this trail is on single track. And with this guidebook out now, it's really accessible to people both looking to through hike and section hike um, or day hike even. And, and, you know, I would encourage folks to go to the Arizona Trail Association's website, get a copy of the book, check it out, and um, maybe take a trip to uh, that brewery in Pine and, and grab an Arizona Trail L. Absolutely. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that this is a trail, if you're section hiking, um, you can hike pieces of it all year round. When it's super hot in the southern part of the state, you can go up to Flagstaff or north of the Grand Canyon and the weather's fantastic and vice versa. When it's too cold in the northern part, you stay in the southern part of the state. People will generally through hike March um, heading northbound and September heading southbound is becoming a little bit more popular. It's always less popular, but it's a really nice way to do it. Oh, very cool. And I, I tell you what, we won't keep you too much longer. We know you need to get to uh, the party going on at that brewery. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me on the Arizona Trail. Once again, what's the website? aztrail.org. All right, perfect. Serena, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks Hasta. for the beer. Thanks. Thank Bye-bye. Thanks for the beer. Good night. Enjoy the beer. We will. We did. Indeed. And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. Serena, she's running to she the brewery. She just ran brewery. out the door. She ran out the door. She's, she's already at the brewery. The stairs. She's amazing. running I, to the brewery. I see her getting our pack mule right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with she's that. She's not in a hurry. I, I have a window seat. She's really cool. I got to do some day hiking with her back in January out in Utah. You know, I, I, I'm concerned, though. I'm concerned that the tra- the Arizona Trail is just going to be as crowded as the Pacific Crest Trail. It could be. It's true. You know, there won't be any permits like there are in Rainier. I'm very concerned about this. 
Okay, well, well there's, that's for the Wonderland Trail. Well, Dilo, just think of the Indian Army. That's They'll right. bring a and smile to I your heard, face. Head I for the Great Plains Trail. Yeah, there you, there you go. <laughs> no permits or necessary. Big fires. I also Mega heard that Megafauna. I heard there's no permits to work in Dilo's yard this summer. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a permit-free uh, yeah. property there. Correct, yes. All right. All my retaining walls will be less than three feet tall. We got a little <laughs> iTunes top five. We had a couple of nice comments this month. Mr. Hikerbox says, awesome, five stars. Excellent show, although I'm slowly becoming convinced this is all just an elaborate scheme to get people to buy them beer. <laughs> How dare you, Hikerbox? How dare you? <laughs> this crew has the kind of vibe that only people who have spent long stretches of time intentionally homeless can bring to the table. That's right. I think that's a compliment. He's on the Arizona Trail right now, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Mr. Hiker Boxes. (laughs) Seriously. Huh. He says, I guess all the hiking helps, too. My only real gripe is that they keep talking about getting Meadow Ed on the show, but he never makes an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Step it up, TTS. What what can we do about that? Can we Skype in Meadow Ed? Who's who's in touch with Meadow Ed? He's got a lot of of history, man. He could really bring some amazing Pacific Crest Trail history to our show. I think Reese Witherspoon knows him. Yeah? I'll call Reese when we get on our next break. Sweet. All right. Hey, our good friend Pat J. Dixon says, great show, five stars. Love the trail show, trail info, beer, not bear, reviews, (laughs) and jocularity. Ooh. Better than cats, cats, and cats. All spelled three different ways. Wow. Okay. Gold Bomber says, auditory pleasure, five stars. <laughs> this sh- I feel audit- dirty now. I do too. <laughs> that, that might be a little. Qu- can we say the auditory pleasure on no, air? No, we can't. This is okay. You're gonna have to edit that out. He says this show is great, very addicting, and good to listen to with a little cheese. Huh? Like eating cheese, or it's cheesy? No, I think he's referring to the cons- consumption huh. of consumption cheese. of well, cheese, huh? Listeners, Blue we cheese, need someone to send us cheese. cheese, mozzarella, cheese pairing. W. Trimble says it will ruin your life. Five stars. I used to be content with my nine to five, but the trail show helped scuttle my career, and I'm doomed, <laughs> doomed to be hiker trash for the indefinite future. If you enjoy climbing the corporate ladder and living the American dream, you better think twice about listening. I don't know what it is about all the banter, but I can't get enough. Very cool. All right, and and last but not least, we have Laser Death Kill, (laughs) who says, I'd rather watch cats over and over and over five stars. <laughs> what does that All mean? All right, now bear with me. This <laughs> one's a bit lengthy. What does that mean? Oh, man. Having listened to almost every trail show episode now, two of the bonus shows, and watched the walkumentary, I've come to an ines- inescapable conclusion. This is a really awful podcast. Terrible, really. The beer reviews consist of D'Lo reading the label and everybody using <laughs> and everybody using adjectives like smoky and oak textures with a sort of indifferent pleasure only seen when ignorance chases snobbery. How oh. dare you, Laser Death Kill? How dare you? He goes on to say... Is this a negative review? Well, you have to determine that. Let me finish. How could they constantly shout out all the Golden Craft breweries but never mention Golden Craft Brewing Company? We have GCB. We, we actually have. Well. Uh, which is the first, second largest brewing golden. How come that dude never finishes the book Wild? <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't he switched to zero scaping? 
I have. Thank you very much. Why are there no landscaping tool reviews? <laughs> How come Disco and the Princess of Darkness have no desire to raise a tiny superhuman child? Surely the progeny would be able to attend the next long trail. Why aren't there more sound effects? I agree, Laser Death Kill. There should no. be more. Well, there I should. think from Laser Death Kill's review, we really, this is uh, amazing constructive criticism. And from this, I think we have some new ideas. We need more sound effects. Yes. I think a landscaping tool review segment is yes. in order for next month. <laughs> yes. Um, and you guys should have a kid. No. No. What about He's got landscaping one. sound effects. Landscaping oh. sound effects. We, we do have some we, of those. We tried that before, but it really kind of went over it very awkwardly. We oh, had power yeah. tools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 People didn't like that. So Laser Death Kill finishes by... Wow. I, it went so long. I lost my music. <laughs> so Laser Death Kill finishes by saying, I only give the show five stars to quintuple the chance of that star exploding, swallowing up the podcast solar system that has been subjected to 30 episodes of this nonsense. Huh. Well, okay. All right. I think that's a positive review, ladies and gentlemen. But it's I'm not sure. Tell. It's hard to say, but I think, say. I think next month we will have a landscaping tool review segment. Okay, very good. It was a good review, I, but I have to say I'm partial to the guy that said we ruined his career. I like that. <laughs> and I, maybe I get that. Maybe man. for Laser Death Tag, was that the gentleman's name? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think so. I think it maybe was. Maybe for Laser Death Tag, I will, uh, I'll, I'll finish up wild. I only have like three you, pages. You know, okay. that'd be a great like subject of a really bad science fiction novel, Laser Death Tag. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> what I was like the name it. again? Laser what? Death Tag. We're going re- to call him Laser Death Tag, regardless yes. of what he called himself. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right, let's get right into trips of the past month. I think we've been oh. a couple places. Mr. Mags? I um, went to Denver. I had a rousing... <laughs> Denver? Yeah, well, listen, listen. I had a rousing Whoa. game of Laser Death Tag. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you played Laser Tag? Yeah. Laser, laser Death, Death Tag. Tag. Fortunately, he came out alive, so... Yeah. Did you seriously he play won. Laser Tag? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry going to start this round table of trips i will okay. i had a really exciting trip i went to the the first ever cdt kickoff party in silver Woo-hoo. city new mexico <laughs> 10 hour drive there and back uh it was a long drive it was wow. really fun i we drove down there we stayed with hearsay and tanya we partied with a whole bunch of dirty through hikers i got to show off my armpit hair at a book reading slash signing that was interesting um, and we went on a couple of hikes. So I, you probably want to talk about that. Well, so. she, she mentioned showing her armpit hair at a book reading. So we've talked about Fire Season on the Trail Show before and recommended it as a, as a really good read. The author is Philip Connors. He lives in the Silver City area, and he did uh, book reading along with M. John Fahey at the CDT kickoff event uh, Friday night. He was reading a section from Fire Season that talks about through hikers and... He, he briefly mentioned armpit hair, and for some odd reason, his eyes met P.U.D.'s eyes at that exact yeah. second, and so she flashed some armpit hair at him, and I think he was a little shocked. I think, no, um, can he, we get a picture of said armpit hair and put it on our Instagram sure, feed, please? Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, no we problem. might need like a, a heat lamp or a spotlight or something. It's a little dark in this room. D'Lo's got one. He's he's always packing spotlights. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, I think it's called a flash. It was a great. <laughs> there, that's the word I was looking for. It was a great trip. I had so much fun, and drank with a whole bunch of cool people, and went on cool hikes, and 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 I'll just got to spend twenty hours in the car with Disco. Yeah, and that's always a good time. <laughs> and we did actually hike up to his fire lookout, which was really neat. And let me just say that man's cubicle 
is one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, um, it's really beautiful. Yeah, so have fun out there this summer, Philip Connors. He's already up in his lookout as of this week for the next five months. Mags. I did a chunk of the Colorado Trail. With what? Them. Yeah, really? a small chunk. Okay. Wow. Uh, with one of our previous guests, Mr. Cam Swami Honan, because he, he wanted to check out some of the Denver portion of the Colorado Trail. So we just did a, a section three, which is oh going to the Goody Gaskell Bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. By the Platte River. Yeah, sure, sure, and sure. And it sure. was one of these um, abnormally warm winter days, and which we've been having a lot of this past winter. But which we don't have now. We have the opposite. I know, in spring. But in any case, yeah. uh, really, you know, nothing dramatic, just a really pleasant stretch of trail. Hmm. And intrigued Mr. Honan. He's thinking maybe doing the Colorado Trail later Is this fall. He, you mean he hasn't done it? I know. Oh, if he gets what? on the Colorado Trail, we totally have to prank him some exactly. few places. Yeah. And um, and it actually, he it's kind of funny because he did a brief part of section one that same weekend because friend of the trail throws snorkels one of our urban through hikes in the Highland oh, Trail, Waterton Canyon yeah. area. So he did a yeah. chunk of that, and he joined me a little later. And we just it's about a fifteen mile stretch, roughly. Oh, cool! So there you go. Checked out Beaver Creek um, Wilderness Study Area, which I know Delo's been interested in before. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I have. But it sounds like I can't go there right now because you can't leave your car there overnight, right? It's, yeah, it's kind of weird. The, the trailhead is run by the state of Colorado. Okay. Just beyond that is BLM Wilderness Land. So right there it says no overnight camping. It's a big, prominent sign. It's less than a year and a half old. Did you find out what the real deal is? Did you ca- I contact with the BLM like you suggested users do when they have issues with uh, state authorities I, and things like that? I haven't myself because no. now that I've been there, I don't need to go back. <laughs> so anyone who wants to go there. Why don't you need to go back? I thought your hike was foiled. I still did my hike, just not oh. quite the one I planned. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe in the fall I'll revisit it. Yeah. But it's one of these jurisdiction issues because I met a gentleman who's a local who actually did the same backpacking trip I was planning but the sign wasn't there a year and a half ago. But it's one of these interesting in-between lands, if you will, okay. because they're the foothills with the canyons, and not many people explore it. And yeah. I was hoping for a nice bushwhacking up the canyon to an old power plant from the turn of the last century that's not on a map. Ooh. Some historical junk? Actually, it's supposed to be a beautiful brick building with stained oh. glass. Oh. Wow. Hmm. One okay. of those, ever see these old mill buildings yeah, back I'll east? I'll accept that. I'll yes. accept that. It's not a rusted no, you know, wheelbarrow. It's, it's a beautiful, it's stonework. <laughs> stonework that, frankly, is work of art. And that yeah. can't be done nowadays. It's too expensive. But again, the sign that said, oh, no overnight camping, day use only, kind of made me go, hmm. Yeah, just throw it under your car. No one will notice. I'm wondering about coming <laughs> from the other side. Ah, uh, there you go. There but that's a much is. longer drive. Oh. So anyway, yeah. so that, that was the two. So it was two. A, I called it a day hike that was supposed to be a backpacking trip. Okay. Nice. Steve, did you do any, you done any hikes this past month? Well, um, I did one that was out by the Great Plains Trail, but it would, wouldn't technically be on it. It would be like almost like a spur trail of it, which is in Agate Fossil Beds National Monument. Okay. Um, there's a couple little trails there, and one of them, um, it's, it's called like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the name of it. But it, it goes up to this um, prehistoric beaver that dwelled in the ground and has this corkscrew hmm. uh, dwelling. And, you know, that's where he lived. It's really an interesting trail. Prehistoric beavers. Yeah. Wow. Get into that. Megafauna? Were they big? <laughs> I, not, <laughs> not megafauna. They were, they were bigger than normal beavers? They weren't microfauna. Day, but they were, were they, mid-fauna. Were they, bigger than, were they bigger than present-day beavers? 
I think they were about the same, but I'm about not really sure. Size? How yeah. did they differ from present-day beavers? Uh, because they 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 lived in the ground and they just did this whole big Whoa, corkscrew so thing. Instead of living in the oh, water, damn. they lived yeah, in the, the ground. The Damonalix, I believe, is the name oh, of it. Wow, that's yeah. freaky. Yeah, Max, do you know anything about these prehistoric beavers? <laughs> no, but I'm intrigued. Is this a, is there camping allowed here, or is it? Um, is it? Unfortunately, no. And I actually talked with the ranger on that about like what are the plans. And uh, did not get great um, positive feedback on that for lots of red tape at at the National Monuments. Yeah, because people would probably curl into those corkscrew prehistoric beaver caves, (laughs) cozy up for the night, and then destroy fossilized remains from a, you know, centuries, millennia. I think that's probably what it was. I'd actually like to recreate, (laughs) if you will, I'd like to recreate the conversation between Steve and the ranger. And I'm going to play the part of Steve. Um, excuse me, can you talk to me briefly about the possibility of camping here at Agate Fossil Beds in the future? Um, hello? Hello? Camping? Yeah. Did it sort of go like that? Like he he just, (laughs) there was crickets in the background. It was a little bit like that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was my, my you know, I was just trying to visualize Uh. how that went down. Maybe not so much. It's for selfish reasons. <laughs> I was saying for purely selfish reasons, I love to camp there. You know, my wife oh, is yeah. an amateur paleontologist and loves camping, and that'd be a, a great way to combine something she loves with some outdoor experience. Dude, but, I didn't sure. know your wife was an amateur paleontologist. That's amazing. Oh, you never knew she goes to the Fossil and Gem Show. I, I knew that, but I didn't know. I never heard you refer to her as a paleontologist. This is so intriguing. She, the true story. We're at Florissant Fossil Beds, and she's talking to the on-site geologist yeah. about fossils and dinosaurs. And uh, the on-site geologist asked her, are you a, um, a PhD student in geology? Yes. Wow. Because she could speak that much about it. She speaks the lingo. You know what happens to me, Mags? When I start talking to people about plants, they think that I am like a professional landscaper. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. No, well, I'm serious. Aren't you at this I'm point? Serious. No, right. I'm not. But anyway, it's just I'm just sorry. It's our passion. Um, she loves the outdoor. It'd be nice if we could camp there. We so. should have her on the show sometime. I and talk about paleontology. She could speak many hours about that, but I don't think she'd want to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Angus, right. Angus McBee. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, uh, I was Steve. just going to say, by the way, at that, at that National Monument is the, the best uh, Native American museum I think I've ever, I've ever been to. Really amazing. Hmm. At Agate Fossil Beds. At Agate Fossil Beds, yeah. Okay. Yeah, really fantastic. It's worth it to go there just to see that museum. Oh, wow. And only four hours from here. That's not bad about at all. About four, yeah. A, a quick, a lovely plug for Agate Fossil Bits. Angus McBee, did you, have you done any trips in the past month other than one across the pond, as they uh, say? Not thus far. But, did uh, you just I, take a trip to Leadville? I did go to Leadville for a short time. <laughs> uh, I did have a wonderful stay up there as well. Just a, just a plug, uh, Wild Bill and the, the hostel up there. LeadvilleHostel.com. Uh, tre- tremendous, tremendous place and just great, excellent, just excellent people. Yeah. But uh, I'm heading home from here. I'm going to go home to uh, Indiana and uh, just very, you know, right up the road from my parents' place is uh, Deem Lake and the Hoosier National Forestry. I'm going to be hiking out there on the uh, Knobstone Trail. Okay. And uh, it goes up over the Knobstone Escarpment, which is some of the most rugged terrain in southern Indiana. And I believe it goes all the way up just to south of uh, either the Bloomington or Indianapolis area. I'd have to fact check that. But. Uh, I'm only going to do just a short section on it and see what the damage has been out there because they've had some pretty bad windstorms. So. Oh wow! Yeah. 
I was going to say the Knobstone Trail has some unearthly amount of elevation gain and loss. Yeah. What was it, what, 30,000, 40,000? It's, it's some really large amount for Indiana, I mean, yeah. anywhere, period. It's, it's, it's just dropping down in all those hollows and going over some of the, uh, the 50, spurs that are hmm, out there. It's almost like 1,000 feet gain per mile. <laughs> I mean, it was astronomically high. It's not, it's high. not nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it is seriously thirty or 40,000 feet gain yeah. over that stretch. Good grief. Yeah. De Lorenzo. Uh, I have actually not left my house for the past month, Um, but uh, on Monday, I'm taking a trip to Denver for the final day of the Cannabis Cup, and uh, to, you know, to bring this back to the trail show, I'm actually going to walk to Denver. It's about 30 miles, so I'm going to start walking on Sunday night, uh, and I hope to arrive in Denver by around noon for for that. For the cup. Yeah, for the cup, you know, so I'll be at the cup, and uh, I'm probably just going to take the bus back, you know, but I'm going to hike there. Are you going to apply some of your expert knowledge on landscaping and grasses? I might. Yeah, I might. We might discuss some kind of uh, Zurich native grasses uh, with, with, with the High Times folks and see what they have to, oh, what they have to say. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah. It sounds are like you, a hell of a Are weekend. you a botanist? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not a botanist. <laughs> He's a pot. He plays uh, one on pot. TV, though. <laughs> I'm, a herb, I'm an amateur herbologist. Potanist. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let, before we go to break, let's... Oh, Wait, I'm sorry, Max. Oh, I absolutely had to look this up. 20,000 feet gain between the two termini of 53 miles on the Trail. 20,000 feet gain. That's what you're going to do? Uh, just a part of that's, it. Just a part Max, of it. that's Not equivalent to the, the Boulder Super Slam. Dude, that's like hiking Everest. 58, 53 so, miles. So 20,000 feet gain and 58 miles in Indiana. Oh, my God. How what is that What the heck's possible? going on out there, man? Is it just a roller coaster? It's, it's because they're planting grasses. Oh, Dilo. Oh, yeah. D-Lo. No, yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> they have to take a very uh, uh, circumnavigation, circuitous route. How is there even that elevation in Indiana? It's on Wikipedia. It's, it must be true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, Indiana was all flattened out all the way just to above Brown County, which is uh, about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way down from the top of the state. But everything else south of like in Brown County area, all the way down to the Ohio River, it's just all hills and hollows. Huh. Oh wow. Hollows. Hollers. Hollers. Yeah. Hollers. I could break out the the southern. I mean, oh, you I, should. You should. Hey man, raining it in right now. Yeah, you and me. You and me both. I, wow, I always. That's it's always ready ass. to go. Disco. Yeah. Whack the vacuum is really fast. Very good. Have you taken any trips yourself? Yeah. Just the one to Silver City and that's the. It. Yep. Otherwise, you've just been in your house. I've been on lockdown. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Yeah, it's been it's been a tough. He's uh, grounded. Just checking. Uh, although <clears throat> my bowling team won first place in our Thursday night league. Woo! Yay! Crickets, please. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. He no. wants some cash, yo. Aren't uh, you starting a bowling good. podcast? You could. Uh, yeah, actually, D-Lo. I, please tell me you're not. I'm, I'm glad you asked podcast. about that. Curtis Ware and I oh. have decided to do a spinoff project. We're going to call it Ten Pin, and it's a podcast about uh, league bowling. Um, we're going to have his wife on as our first guest and Pete Weber, Hall of Fame bowler. For, no. You could do a uh, Media Musings on the Big Lebowski. D-Lo. Oh, that's, they, that's going to be our first Every Media month. Musings. Yeah. Every month. D-Lo. D-Lo, D-Lo. please. please. Disco. Sorry, Sorry Disco. I just I, I nodded off. What, Disco. what happened? Where Disco. are we? Is this, are we at Casa Mags? <laughs> Disco won a ton of money, and a he's going to donate it to yeah. your Kickstarter. Whoa, dude! You need, I'm going to put you in touch with Whitney Algood Larufa. He'll make sure that your donation is tax deductible. 
We actually did win 80, 80 bucks a piece for coming in first place. Which nice, was dude. Yeah, feel free to donate to my Kickstarter. Okay, I, I, I <laughs> you, will, You can make a retaining wall out of bowling balls. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine how beautiful that would really look. Really classy. All that, mortar, cool. all all that, that mortar between the bowling balls. Or, or oh. Mary's, Mary and a half shells. We could have like a dozen yeah. of them lined yeah. up with mortar between them, yeah. and that could be your retaining. Just kind of step back each bowling ball, man, you know, as you're working your way All up. those cool oh. marble ones, that'd be yeah, amazing. that first yeah. layer would be buried like half way underground butted up against the cement driveway oh my god come on guys let's let's bring it back enough with the nonsense okay before we go to break let's talk briefly about the brew hike i I was on the um, brewski reviewski podcast a couple weeks ago they asked me about the brew hikes all their listeners know now and i bet two of them will actually show up not including the hosts um longmont brew hike Saturday, May 16th, starting at 1 p.m. Where, Mags? The Pump House. The Pump House. And and we're recommending folks come an hour early, show up at noon to get some food in your system before the yes. brew hike begins. Uh, Longmont Pump House has been around for a while. Really good pub grub. Uh, pub grub. Pub grub. Good pub grub. Good beer. Then we'll start at 1 o'clock. Then we'll wander yep. over to 300 Suns. Okay. Then we'll swing around to Old Chub Burger, which is Oscar Blues. And to get some Oscar Blues beer. Then we're going to go to Grossenbart. Grossenbart. A smaller brew means great beer to big bird in uh, German. Yeah. Okay. So then we're going to go to um, Left Hand Brewery, which is another kind of the same generation as Avery's Brewery. A very well-known brewery in Colorado. And then we're going to go to our last or second to last penny of viewpoint, uh, the Long Peak Pub. <laughs> it's part of the Southern Sun Mountain Sun family. Okay. A lot of people just call the Long's Peak Pub for short. <laughs> it, along with- and for those that are um, that have OCD tendencies, could could they then continue back to the pump house where they started? Maybe Absolutely, if- they're what a minute apart, maybe. Oh, geez, okay. Then so it'll be six breweries and about five miles. Uh, we have reached out to Mister Money Mustache, boom bam, who has been very noncommittal. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. Steve <laughs> lives in Longmont. I was going to say, as a yeah. long monster, I'm very excited about <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> I mean, if you lived in Longmont, why wouldn't you go? And, and, yeah. and, yeah. you, and you opened your yard to camping, right? Is that yes. correct? Yeah, that is correct. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. With a donation yeah. jar for the Great, Great Plains Trail. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh. And also, I'll be soliciting donations for my Summer of Landscaping Kickstarter campaign on the Longmont Brew Hike. I will be actually approaching all of the breweries that we... Um, saddle up to and seeking donations from them as well. Anything else about the Longmont Brew Hike Saturday, May 16th we want to add before we go um, to break? There are no distilleries on it. Okay, it's all beer this time. <laughs> all beer, and there's a lot of chances for food on this one. It, it okay. Maybe even ice cream. Ice cream? Yeah. The snorkel was asking about ice cream. I bet you one of these We're food... going through downtown Longmont, so... There, yeah, there's going to be, be ice cream. cream. Yeah, and sure. I'm being very serious. Downtown Longmont actually has a nice little vibe to it, so... Yeah, I heard Longmont's nice. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Longmont, I love it. Well, well, on that cherry note... <laughs> it's the trail show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Hang on to your hat. The trail show is back. 
That tune you just heard is called The Lights by Athens, Georgia's own The Wickets. It's available off their album entitled Sampler for Beans and Strings, provided to us by Eric Foster Wooden, who donated the coffee we are sipping on today. You can get that album and all other albums by The Wickets by going to wickets.bandcamp.com. Yes. Another bandcamp.com production. That's right. And I just wanted to, to thank uh, beansandstrings.com again, uh, Eric Foster Wooden. I, I just wanted to, to let our li- listeners know that they're in Moultrie, Georgia, which is kind of South Georgia. And even if you're not going to be in that area, I really encourage you to go check out their website, uh, beansandstrings.com, at beansandstrings. They have an interesting business model. They have how-to videos on their website, like how to play these chords or how to... Oh, cool. Yeah, really cool how-to videos, all free articles about what they're doing, informational articles, one that was uh, directed at Delo, Why Music is Good for Babies. Mm, cool. Teachers are considered coaches. St- the students set their own goals. Uh, there's levels of music lessons, which ends basically, or climaxes with them being part, part of a band. They have different bands. So anyway, I just wanted to, to mention that I had checked out the website, and it's, it's really cool. So check them out. And thanks again for all the coffee, the Clever Dripper, uh, and the sh- lovely shirt that I'm wearing tonight. Yeah, you got a little Beans and Strings t-shirt That's on. That's correct. Nice purple. I look like Grimace. Representing <laughs> the peoples. And again. Whoa. Sorry, Max. I was just saying, <laughs> it was just delicious coffee. That's it was all. really good. It was. And, and, and Disco and I drink pretty s- just kind of standard coffee. And it's really cool to have the single source coffee and, or single origin coffee and really be able to taste the differences between those, thi- those origins. No, I just want. And now it's time for Trail Tip of the Month. We're throwing Trail Tip to Steve Myers of the Great Plains Trail Association. Steve, take it away. So uh, this goes. This is uh, courtesy of Ken Ilgunis, who I hiked with last month, and he's done a lot of long distance trails. So you take a bag of potato chips, maybe more than one, mm. and pre-smash them, smash them down to increase the density. Okay. And you put them all in one Ziploc bag, and you've got basically potato chip crumbs. Oh, um, I like it. So you're saving space in your backpack. Saving space and getting. Whatever you get out of potato chips, salt, everything, and, and, and goodness, lots of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of calories that, per ounce. So yeah. you could take essentially, you could probably take four bags of potato chips, smash them down, and that'd be equal to one four bag of potato chips. Of potato chips, as far as volume yeah. goes, that's about four thousand calories. Plus, it, you could probably snort the smashed potato chips too, and take them straight to your brain. And you can use potato chips to start fires. You can. Yes. I was going to say the so oil. Some yeah. people claim soon they're going to ban them off the PCT though. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> no potato chips on the PCT. Right. Fire, high fire, danger year. Some people claim <laughs> that you can boil a pot of water faster with crushed t- Lay's potato chips than you can with an Esbit cube. Well, wow. you can do anything. Mm. I've never done the test. Esbit cube. So, come on, don't pod. What are you? You talking know, about? on our next bonus podcast show, we do all gear all the time. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll do the Esbit Pringles Challenge. I, yes, I dude. like it. And then we'll see like who can snort the most lines of potato chips. Or better yet, we'll do an all-potato chip show. Oh, yeah. I like it. You know who told me oh, that? Like that? Mad Monty. Yeah. Mad, Mad Monty, Monty told me that in 2004. He would, know. he would know. He asked me what kind of stove I was using. I said an Esbit stove. He kind of looked at me, smirked, and he said, you know Lay's potato chips will boil water faster than your Esbit stove. And with that, I went and hiked the PCT. Thanks a lot, Mad Monty. I appreciate that. Did you appreciate use Pringles or Esbits? Esbits. Okay. So he 
packs Pringles to no, fuel the he stove? doesn't. No, he no. was making a point that Asbeth's uh-huh. are stupid. Yeah, he was telling me my stove was junk. Oh, okay. And yeah. I didn't appreciate it, Mad Monty. Okay, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> well, on we, that note, <laughs> we got some. We got some mail. You got an outro with the music. Okay, we got some mail this month. We have a, a twofer. This is a last-minute... A twofer? E- yes. Renee Shira Patrick has two mail items. Shira, nice. And the first she one does. was 11 hours ago that I just noticed. She's on the CDT right now. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah. And she's. I've been bringing, bringing on the trail show my first few days on the CDT. Hmm. The last few days I've been hiking alone, but no matter how much blood the cactus draw <laughs> or how many barbed wire fences I've had to hide under in the dirt, y'all make me laugh. Thanks. Oh, we're glad we can help you out, Shira. That's right. We saw her down in Silver City Five last week. Five stars. That's right. She also wrote Trail Show. I had to write in hopes you will read this letter on the next show because I wanted to give you all props for supporting a recent fundraiser in Bend for the Continental Divide Trail Coalition. Not only did you send along some Trail Show swag for us to raffle off, but the Trail Show thong was a real crowd pleaser. Wow. In fact, the dude that won it was Girlfriend Liss. But by the end of the night, he had found a foxy outdoors lady to give it to. <laughs> a possible love connection? We'll let you know. Uh, oh, my Trail gosh. Show. Wow. A badass lady panel of women who have already hiked the CDT helped to properly scare the audience as they explained how the CDT got the brutality tag, as in embrace the brutality. D'Lo? Mike yeah. DiLorenzo. I'm still not getting any royalties from anybody. All mm. in all, it was enough mm. to scare or inspire almost $1,400 from the wallets of the folks that came that night. Wow. And half of that yeah. should be mine. And, of course, we had free beer, courtesy of Hot Valley Brewing. Hot Valley. Yep. If SOL and I will be hiking the CDT Northbound this year. And while the trail show thong is now spoken for, I hope it gets some miles of its own. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for producing a kick-ass show, She-Ra. Oh, Shira, thank you so much for the letter and for the nice comment. We appreciate it. It was nice seeing you last weekend in Silver City. That's right. Hope you're having fun out there embracing the brutality. Ooh. May I, may I go ahead with the next one? Please sure. do. This is an observation from Germ Burner. This was actually sent to legal at thetrailshow.com. On a side note, every organization has or can have some bad apples in it. While the Boy Scouts made news a few years ago for the poor leaders that clearly did not understand the outdoor code, conservation, or what being a positive role model is, their behavior is not indicative of the entire organization, mags and disc and POD. That yeah, don't bring me into that. He wrote that there. You know, that was okay. directed at you guys. I, I was involved in scouting as a kid and did not have a great experience. Too many plaster of Paris projects. <laughs> Aside from that, my dad did lots of camping and fishing with me. Fast forward a few years, and my son and I are involved in scouting. I am one of the leaders and find it very rewarding to teach about nature, citizenship, respecting nature, knots, knives, hiking, camping, and getting them and their families to camp. It may be car camping, and the 125 people that come can be overwhelming, but it gets them outside and into nature, capital N. For some of these kids, scouting is their only chance to experience camping and the wonders of the natural world. That's from Germburner. Wow. That's a rebuttal. A rebuttal. <laughs> a rebuttal. So, <laughs> that's a rebuttal. How, how did I get tagged with hating uh, scouts? I just mentioned that one time they did the hoodoo thing. Yeah, oh, you also man. hate Casey Knocker. I don't know why I hate Casey Knocker. Knocker. I, I was a boy <laughs> scout myself. 
<laughs> and if it wasn't no, my knock first, it? is it knock it or knocker? And my knock first it. trip ever on a mountain was with the Boy Scouts. Yeah, Mount Lafayette. And now look at you sitting in this room, bad mouthing the Boy Scouts <laughs> every month. Every month you come into this room and you belittle the Boy Scouts. That's why Germ Burner <laughs> took the time to craft this observation. What's next? It's Casey Knocker and Laser Death Tag. <laughs> <laughs> laser Death. So I have a two-part email yes. from Curtis, followed by Mallory Ware. Okay, that's Ooh. Curtis and Mallory Ware. Yeah, I guess. so Cur- okay. Curtis Ware is first. Okay. And he, he put this on a Facebook page with a nice picture of a baked good that he made out in the backcountry just to set the table. Okay. It's raining on the trail. What would Curtis Ware do? Bake a cake yes. and wait out the rain while listening to 32B again. <laughs> hashtag WWCWD. Hashtag no word of a lie. Oh, man. 32B was the episode we had Mr. Brian Mosley on, a.k.a. Sweet Tater. And Mallory Ware, um, Curtis's daughter, wrote just shortly thereafter, After listening to your latest podcast, my father's ego has tripled. WWCWD? Keep the laughs coming. Malware. So that acronym stands for what would Curtis Ware do yeah, in case and if, you were wondering. And if you're doing something that you think Curtis Ware would do, you should hashtag it and put it up on Twitter. <laughs> like yeah. And ba- tag us, too. Yeah. While baking a cake and wait out the rain. Hey, I think that's brilliant. I agree. I mean, what else are you going to do when it's raining? Why not bake a cake? Yeah. Smoke hashtag WWCWD. The weed. Maybe it was weed cake. Yeah, you don't know what was in that cake, Dila. Maybe it was a green cake. Yeah. Okay, what else for mailbag? Uh, Laura G. Weiss, that's our other one, correct? We have two more. Oh, Laura okay. G. Weiss and Trevor. Oh, that's right. Homer so Laura Gates. G. Weiss, listening to show number 34 during my morning flight from Chicago to Denver was the perfect way to start my E-days visit with my daughter at Mines. Too bad School I mines. got that growler tip about 700 miles too uh. late. <laughs> Looking forward to a little Jefferson County open space. All right. And our last one, this is almost a segment. It is. But, you know, it came in the mailbag, so we'll make okay. it a mailbag. From Trevor, Homework McKee. Homework. No. Trail no. show. My buddy knees. PCT 2012 and I listened to your latest episodes while rafting down the Grand Canyon for a month with beer in hand. We decided to make a split top ten list you may like. Top five reasons why rafting is better than long distance hiking. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, it's good. Okay. Five, you can sit and drink all day and still magically make it to camp. Wait, wait, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. This is a top ten list and we started No, it's it. not. It's not. Oh, I thought he said a top ten reason. No, it's top five. Top oh, he five. did say top five? Yeah. Yes. I just heard top ten. Yeah, well, put the bong down. All right. Number four, nothing is dehydrated. Smiley face. Number three, when you are rafting, laundry is done in a mesh bag off the back of the boat. Oh, that's nice. When you are hiking, laundry is done in a mesh bag at the softlies. <laughs> No well, longer, though. Yeah, I'm afraid that joke's dated. <laughs> yeah. Not happening this year. Once, number two, one stop to BevMo and $280 later, you can set yourself up with good craft beer for the next month. Wow. Number one, more gear and more beer. And it, yeah. it's a follow-up. Top five reasons why long-distance hiking is better than rafting. Number five, you can hike your own hike, but you can't W-O-R-2. W O R W R R Y O R. Well, too many acronyms. <laughs> raft your own raft. I've only had half a beer and all coffee. Too much caffeine, I guess. Basically, when you're hiking, you can split away from people who are getting on your nerves. You can't do that when you're stuck on a raft with them. Very true. True that. 
There is not many opportunities for trail tale on a lovely, lonely rafting trip. Hmm. Number three, you can't really flagellate freely when you're wearing a dry suit. That smell will <laughs> come back to haunt you as soon as you unzip. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You also can't crop dust. No, you crop dust yourself. That's yeah. true, and it haunts you later. Number two, there are no town stops for ice cream on the river. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But you have all the beer, so yeah. Yeah. I don't see it as a disadvantage. Yeah. Number one, your parents are way more impressed when you tell them you're hiking for Mexico, Canada, than they are when you tell them you're going to raft the Grand Canyon for a month. It's true. So thank you very much for that bonus segment. I, I have one more, one more mailbag that was received uh, yesterday, if I may. Okay. You may. Please. I may. Just listened to show number 28 and purchased the Pat's Backcountry set Ooh. because of that and the raves about the ginger ale. One of my favorite cocktails is called a dark and stormy, which is ginger yeah. beer and dark rum. I can highly recommend the Pat's ginger ale with some good dark rum on the trail. Excellent way to relax after dinner and a hard day's hiking. Thanks for all the shows. It gets me through many a boring day at the office in front of a computer. Regards, Nathan Taylor. Very cool. Yep. Some very nice items. That ginger ale is really good, by it the is. way. I like spicy. to try the root beer. Yeah, I haven't had that one either. But uh, ginger ale is good. We can vouch for that. All right, how about um, beer and bandwidth sponsors this month? Oh, we've got a few. Did we get a few uh, donor- we have our donors? Every, every month donors, Diane Pinkers. The Bobby Walters. Boom, bam. Elizabeth Gigante. Goal, goal, goal. Gigante. This is why it's better than cats. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Where oh, were we? Matt Murray. Know. Matt Murray. <laughs> Gumi Bernard Wolf. Russ Kinder. Craig Gully. Justin Knowles. Buddy Sessoms. Buddy. Buddy, buddy. Ken Steinhoff. Mark Daigle. Gringo Madness. And Ingrid Gerard. Welcome to the Donator family. Yeah. The Donators. 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 <laughs> and then we have our one-offs. Mark Unger. And Mr. Nate Powell, whose letter we just read. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad we read that. Yeah. <laughs> good thing. <laughs> but wait a minute. Wait, read Nate's Powell's letter? He's got another letter? We do have another letter from He wrote Nate us Powell. two letters? He, he wrote us a heartfelt letter about how the trail show brings him and his brother together. All right, here we go. Wait a minute, please. Nate Powell. Letter from Nate Powell. He says, howdy, Disco. First off, I'd like to say that I'm a big fan of the show. Been listening since episode one, and I dig tuning in to the monthly antics while I'm on the trail doing remodel work on my house and especially while homebrewing. <laughs> Look into my eyes. Y'all do fine work. Fine you work indeed. See what it's too you loud, Dilo. It's too to loud. I, I can't read Nate Powell's letter. I finally got around to taking your advice and I just hit the old donate button. I don't know if TTS does this type of request, but I was wondering if I could get a shout out for the donation on the April show in honor of Miss uh, sorry, in honor of my brother Brian Powell. We're very close, but currently live on opposite sides of the country. This is like a Casey Casey and Lacey. Dear Casey, I've got a little dog that I lost last week, and I'm wondering if you can help me find it. That one's off too, Delo. It's been off the whole time. Delo, please. Have a seat. read the letter. Let me, let me finish this letter, please. Okay. We're very close, but currently live on opposite sides of the country. 
Despite that, we manage to get together once or twice a year for some backpacking. This year we'll be out in the Shining Rock Wilderness in western North Carolina for his 30th birthday. Just a quick four-day, three-nighter as a shakedown for a Sierra trip we're taking this summer. He's also a big fan of the trail show, and we're saving a few of the recent episodes, including the April show, for listening out on the trail. I would love it if the fine folks at TTS could give him a birthday shout-out so he'll hear it while we're out there hiking. Hopefully y'all don't mind such a mindful and meaningful request. Luckily, the weight savings from my new Cuban fiber toothbrush with the handle cut down will allow me to pack in a couple of seven-course meals, plenty of chocolate for afters, and double the teepee. Much love for the trail show. Keep up the awesome work. <laughs> Nate Powell from North Carolina. Oh, that was a great letter. <coughs> can, I have my, can I have my microphone back, please? <laughs> Are you okay? All right. P.O.D. got choked up by Nate's He's letter. He's Was She's overcome with emotion, people. Nate. Many thanks for the donation. Uh, we, we're going to give a, a big happy birthday trail show style to your brother, Brian Powell. Are you guys ready for it? One, two, three. Happy birthday, Brian. Happy birthday, Brian Powell. Very good. Wait, that's it? Oh. Yeah, that's it. All right. So where do we stand? We've done our donors. We've done our mailbag. Anything I, else? I think we're to a little musings about media. What do we review? It is Flip Flop Flipped, the third, and concluding... <laughs> Part of the trilogy by Squatch Films, squatchfilms.com, to get the plug. Of course. By Mr. Scott Harriet, a.k.a. Squash, about his journey on the Appalachian Trail. And, and, this, and this film wrapped up his, his section hike of the AT. Correct. It's the third one. So after this movie, he's going to move on with his life. He's, well, No, yeah, he's doing of. a... Before we go oh, too far into the... He's doing a Kickstarter for an Iceland trek. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think he, he's also partnered with, with Whitney... To have his Kickstarter campaign be kind of professionally managed. Anyway. 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 In any case, so this is the third part of his Appalachian Trail trekking. Um, It's really hard to give the mileage. He does skip around, but primarily he's finishing up in New England and a small part of Pennsylvania, I want to say, if I remember correctly. And he meets his usual colorful cast of characters. But this one was interesting to me versus other Squatch films. He was by himself more. He was. Which is not very atypical of previous Squatch movies, be it the CDT, I'm sorry, the PCT or the AT movies. Yeah. And certainly the Camino one. Yes, I, Mr. DeLorenzo. I, I think also one of the things that I took away from watching this film was just how much um, Squatch's films are maturing and how he's really just kind of honed in his craft and really just kind of brings to you the heartfelt renderings of hikers on the trail. I, I really noticed he's just matured in, in watching all well, those films over the time. It, and you said something like it was w- like watching clouds move across the landscape. It's beautiful, on. man. I mean, there was like all these, like you, you, instead of just like people being ridiculous and, and doing <laughs> silly and stupid things yeah. and drinking too much, it was like, oh, look, here's a little, you know, time-lapsed video of the clouds blowing across the mountains in Maine. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I thought it was a lot more introspective than yeah, some yeah, of some sure. of the movies. Squatch that he's is done. maturing. I think he's mellowing out in his older and, age. And he had a, he had more landscapes. I, th- he I did. Felt, yeah. This, you know, yeah, that, there was a lot of vignettes and like ambient yeah. scenes with no yeah. talking at all. He just kind of let the trail. It was like Squatch speak for itself. Filming a fish in the stream with a you know a Brian Adams song in the background. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was really beautiful. God. No Brian Adams. I did love the the segments with Bill Ackerley, the Trail Angel, the yes. old the old guy towards the end. 
and Bill yeah. was so cool. I mean, you, you got you really get to see people's personalities shine on film, especially on Squatch's films. It was it was really cool. I enjoyed Flip. I actually liked all three of the AT trilogy. I liked the first one a lot too. What um, I, again? What I liked about this one because he was by himself in many ways. He had to yeah. focus more on the trail rather than say the culture or the personalities on the trail. We did hear a, a, a bit of feedback though about the. Um, it wasn't an appendectomy. It was a. Um, Hernia. Hernia. Yeah. There was a there was a scene that involved Squatch having a hernia that it may have showed a little too much skin. I don't know. What did you guys think? I used to work in an office. It was so it fast. Was a lot of skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made me a little uncomfortable. I mean, honestly, it was such a quick shot, and he's pretty hairy. <laughs> I couldn't really. I was anticipating it because I had heard about it, but I couldn't really. You know, I couldn't really see anything or. Maybe there's not a lot there. I don't know. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. So, tough crowd, Squatch. Tough glove check, glove check. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say I wanted to see more. More of the hernia. Yeah. Okay, Max. I was saying many years ago, one of my first jobs, I was an orderly in a, in a surgery ward. <clears throat> eh, whatever. You've seen a million hernias, not, nothing to it. I mean, do you love I've seen more of old men than I ever want to see in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Angus. Angus so McBee. D-Lo, I mean, if you really want to see more of the hernia, you get him out there throwing those pavers, you're guaranteed. Yeah. Oh. He's going to pop something. Squatch, yeah. that offer is for you, man. You want to come to my yard this summer, camp out for three months, and move a bunch of pavers? Oh, yeah, buddy. We'll see if you can get another hernia. Let's there's, do it. Let's there, do it. There's a great scene in there with a chipmunk, too, that... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the yeah. scene I'm talking I, I about. I like the scenes with wires. chipmunks in the yeah. foreground. That was great. I really enjoyed uh, getting to uh, watch Lint do the shakedown with him. Yeah, and him picking oh apart God, his pack great. and making fun of his little heel braces <laughs> or his ankle braces. So I, I have a question for Steve. So I don't know if you're familiar with the whole Appalachian Trail culture, but hearing all this, what makes you think about this documentary from kind of a semi-outsider view? I want to see it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm, yeah, I totally want to see it because well, I, I love that culture. It's you know the the trail names and all that. I mean, sure. I think that's so cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have Squatch send you a a free digital download, which is what he did for us. And folks that are interested in the film, flip flop flip, can get it at squatchfilms.com. Angus McBee? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Squatch is probably putting it in the mail right now because I know he listens to the trail show oh, so course. much. Oh yeah, yeah man, so a- much. Every minute, uh, bonus shows too. Bonus shows, yeah. All right, That's very right. good. He's one of our biggest fans. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Angus McBee and Steve Myers are with us. This is Angus McBee, and I do not listen to the trail show. That was one of my favorite tunes by the Wickets off that sampler for Beans and Strings album called Symbiont. has a pretty slick Beck feel to it, I thought. We all liked it. Yeah, once again, you can get that song and a bunch of other songs from the Wickets by heading over to wickets.bandcamp.com. I love it. Bandcamp. Good stuff. 
And with that, we've got some Ask a Hiker questions. Mr. DiLorenzo, who wrote in this month? I guess oh, so, Dio, oh, please. Sorry, I, I fell asleep. It's your segment. Guys. It's my segment? Sorry, I was sleeping. Um, first here, we got, uh, this is Ask a Hiker, April 17th, 2015. Question number one was sent to legal at thetrailshow.com by Jeremy Patman. <laughs> First off, I really enjoy the show, the banter, and how you never really know what might arise in conversation. However, this will make it, hopefully this will make it through the legal review and not fall victim to a weekend landscaping project. My question is regarding foot care on the trail. I am challenged on a normal basis in keeping the calloused skin off the sides of my heels. When on trail, what methods have you used to keep your heels in good condition aside from the usual things? For example, wearing shoes and socks washing your socks, and letting your feet dry out if they are wet. That question was from Germ Burner, also known as Jeremy Patman. Germ Burner, I have a solution for you. There is a special tool you can buy. It's made in Germany. They sell it at all the Walgreens or whatever stores you happen to have you know, in your area. And I don't remember the name of it. I will post it on the Facebook page, but it's basically, it has a uh, file like it, it's, it's similar to the type of thing. The only way I can describe it is the type of thing I would use to grind nutmeg that you can file off your your calluses. It's called the epilady. And no, it is not called the epilady. Is it the ped egg? <laughs> no, it's I not the ped egg. Called. And on the other end, it has basically a s- bent straight razor with this cover on it, and you can use it to slice off pieces of callus. I do it all the time. Oh my it works gosh. great. TMI, Pity. TMI. You have to be careful, though, because you can go a little overboard yeah. and cut down to the skin. Sounds like a medieval torture No, device. it is great. <laughs> it is Nothing great. Nothing like home surgery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm all about some foot surgery at home, man. That's all I do in the summertime. So I will post the product on the Facebook page, and it will solve all your problems. And grind your nutmeg. And yeah. grind your nutmeg. Oh. Thank, thank you, Germ Burner. <laughs> Question number two is from Santa Walters. Actually, that's Santa. Good evening, all. First, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. her name is not Santa Walters. I was hoping somebody would pick up on that. It's Santa. Okay, first, <laughs> let me just say that my dog Ginger and I love your podcasts. Aww. I play them while we walk, and she absolutely loves that I am constantly extending her mileage so that, we, so that I don't have to go home where my children, <laughs> husband, or life will interrupt the show. <laughs> Uh, I, I Santa, gotcha. Santa yeah. also sent us a nice picture like of Ginger. Um, Ginger's a very cute-looking dog. That said, I have a quick question about trail names. I'm not a thru-hiker, and I've only done a few nights out backpacking, maybe 60 miles total. However, I am a displaced whitewater kayaker. I use my hmm. kayaking name on all of the whitewater boards and was wondering if it would be okay to simply move that name to my trail name. What say you? Is it better for a she-hiker to have consistency, or should I wait until... I can have the opportunity to be named on the trail. I should probably mention that I'm the only one in the Fat Clan. Yes, even our family has a nickname without a nickname. There's Cheese, T-Rex, Elf Slinger, and Fat Doug. But I remain, <laughs> but I remain nameless trail-wise. Thanks again for all the wonderful advice, recommendation, and hours of enjoyment. Just know that you are inspiring a lot of us out here, even Ginger, my dog, picture included. P.S. Tell P... Dot o dot D that teachers rock. Oh, yes, that's right. Thanks. That Doug sounds like a Sopranos character. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. So, uh, Santa, the answer to your uh, question is D. 
damn it, no. <laughs> you need to come up with a new freaking trail name. You cannot use Yeah, you can't your use something trail like D-Lo, yeah. which is your you can't actual use a name. Christian You can't name. use a nickname. You can't use like an amalgamation of your last name. Nothing like that. You must <laughs> be named on the trail. Next question. Wow. Oh, I, I, wait a minute. I would beg to disagree. <laughs> judges? Judges? Judges yeah. say. If you like your whitewater rafting name, then you should absolutely <laughs> take it as... As we <laughs> I, I did. I th- yeah. I think you keep the whitewater rafting name as long as you like it. Yeah. Damn it, no. And what do you think, Dilo? You know what? There's. What? Don't worry about what Dilo says because you're never going to see him out there because he's never on trail anymore. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> Dilo, what do you think about long distance hikers that give themselves new trail names every different trail? Ah, it drives me crazy. Why would what, you do Max, that? Max, what do man? you How think about that? You know what I'm you? talking about. I, I do, but you, you know who who gives a crap? Yeah, yeah. who cares? I who care. Cares? I care you very know, deeply. I, I have a theory about people who H-Y-O-H. say this is violating the rules of through hiking, you know, tradition. Like, if you're so concerned what other people are doing on their hike. How the hell can you enjoy yours? Hmm. That's how That's, I feel too. Yeah. Maybe the point is not to enjoy your hike, but to make other people, <laughs> to make other people miserable, <laughs> or to enjoy their misery. To maybe see other people be miserable and enjoy the fact that somebody you've made somebody else. Miserable. You'll you'll appreciate this quote. It's by Gore Vidal. Yeah, it's not enough to succeed. Others must also fail. Yes, <laughs> Gore Vidal, man, Gore Vidal. So, well. so that may be why people are so into what other people are doing. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's why I hate Obama. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. And tangent. All right. Ah. <laughs> Question number three. Hello, Sir D'Lo and Madame P.O.D. I just want to say first, I have now listened to all episodes and bonus episodes of The Trail Show. Wow. Big fan, guys and gal. Thank you and keep up the great work. I have hiked many, many miles in state and national parks over the past few years, and I have decided that I want to attempt a long trail through hike. I would love to do each of the three, three big national scenic trails. However, I need a jump point. While the AT seems easier logistically than the PCT and CDT, from my experiences hiking in crowded parks like the Smokies and Zion, I know I would like a less crowded hike. However, I haven't ever dropped shipped food or cached water or any of these things. So my question is, what trail should I start with if, in the end, I only get a chance to do one of them? Mm. Do you have suggestions for info I can dig into about the logistics of planning a long trail through hike? Thank you, my friends. Mikey Spiderballs Russell. Spiderball. He gave us music uh, last night. Now month. he's Spiderballs. No, I just threw that oh, out there. Okay. He's, he's Spiderballs. How dare you, D-Lo? Because yeah. I, I kind of thought Spiderballs Mikey was Russell. a more fun. Changing people's funny. names. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe the real furry. Or it's spidery. <laughs> All right. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Okay. So. (laughs) Let's answer Spiderball's question. Well, I always like to tell people that if, you know, a lot of people say they're going to do all three trails, and so they're going to start with the AT. But I I tell people, you might only do one. You might only end up doing one. And so go do the PCT. Go do the PCT. That's my advice, too. And if you really want to hike the AT, but you're bummed out about the crowds, hike it southbound. Yep. Maggie. Mag- I've been thinking about this question. I have a different take on okay. it. Okay. So let's say you have six months for this once-in-a-lifetime adventure. 
why limit yourself to one trail? You want That's variety. Hmm. We're, I think we're too fixated on the big yeah. three. So let's say you start in March, traditional through-hiking season. Do the one of the desert trails. That's 800 miles. Maybe if you're new to it, Arizona Trail might be a better idea. Sure. But then you get into summer. Do the John Muir. Get the High Sierra experience. Okay, so that puts you in jail. Then you do the Colorado Trail. Yeah. 300 miles of it are roughly on the Continental Divide Trail now. And so then that puts you into the fall. Max, what are you going to do in the fall? So I'm thinking two trails. Long trail. Long, yeah! Long, That's start, the classic Ver, you know, Vermont foliage. You get above tree line exposure. A little more gentle than New Hampshire, but still very beautiful. Yeah. But you're not done quite yet. You're experienced through hiker and the Benton Mackay Trail. Oh, the BM Trail. Wow. So let's get away from this fixation. I only have once-a-lifetime adventure. Yeah. I agree with that. But why do just one trail? Mix it up. Do different trails. Yeah. A little hard logistically. But you'll get such a great experience. You'll avoid the crowds. You'll get some peak scenery. And I think you'll have a much more unique adventure and, overall. And what about the Great, the, uh, the, uh, great Plains Trail? Yeah, well, you've got that too. Absolutely. You know, as we said before, you can start in late summer to the fall. The main point is look at different options. The big three trails are wonderful, but if you can only do one, don't just do one. Do many in six-month period. And if you need help in piecing together the logistical nightmare that would be getting all the way across <laughs> the country and back and forth a few times, talk to Squatch. He's really good at piecing together pieces of mm. trails. That is true. He, he does not through-hike anything. No. No. In fact, he really goes out of his way. Not to through-hike something. To hike things in probably the most difficult manner. <laughs> Make documentaries about it. Yeah, yeah it's true. Okay, anything else, Mr. D'Lo? Was no, that's it. That, the last one was wow. Spider Balls, and I, I loved Mags' answer. But now we have a gear review. Right. What will it be? Well, this was in honor of our original Leadville location. No, 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 I have a new one. What? I have one compliments of Wild Bill. Oh, never mind. What? Ooh. It allows me to change. Wait, are we going to jam out before yes, we go to we the Yes, we got to jam out. Brian, Adams. all right, let's get Everything to it. Let's get right to it. Everything I do. What's, okay. the, <laughs> what's Wild Bill's gear, gear review? Wild please. Bill's gear review. He actually sent some. It's right here in the oh. cooler. Oh, oh, oh no! There. Right there. It's up there. And we're all gonna do a little bit of this. Um, D-Lo? First, we're gonna watch D-Lo tip over the mic stand. So, Wild Bill's gear review is moonshine. Oh my gosh, yeah. that looks like jet and fuel. And Moonshine. Can we paint a picture for our listeners? What What is the liquid in... It's in an empty salsa or pickle jar. <laughs> it looks like paint thinner. It looks very harmless until you... It, it. it looks like denatured alcohol, and I bet you you could boil some water with that. That is his gear review. What? He Multi-use? Says, Brilliant. Says, Why carry denatured alcohol when you can carry moonshine, which can ease the pain at the end of the day, oh. keeps you warm at night, and he said, how great would it be to pull out a bottle, take a swig, and then pour it in your stove and light it in front of all your friends. And they're like, oh, my God, you just drank stove fuel. Oh, freak them out. Yes. Wow. So Wild Bill's gear review is bring moonshine. So are we moonshine. all going to sample it? I think so. Yes, we are. Open it up. We'll take a sip. Just a sip, man. Just a sip. No germs can live in there. We can all share it. Just touch it to your lips. Oh, it's actually, I like it. It's not he, bad. Is he it flavored? It, he said oh, it's, it's from a very reputable source. <laughs> it's uh, it's sweet. It's got, you know, it's got a little bit it's of corn, a bite, but corn it's nice and sweet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 190 proof. Okay, we're, D-Lo just passed the bottle to P.O.D. P.O.D. is now taking a sip of, 
of the stove fuel. Oh, cringe, well, cringe face. <laughs> Look at that, that face. No, you got uh, Angus. <laughs> I thought. Oh my God, Angus. I thought it would be much worse. That's not that yeah. bad. But maybe that's just because I'm really good at drinking. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, it it smells like teen spirit. Teen spirit. Max, over to you. It's it's not that bad, listeners. It's actually it tastes no. quite good. It, it actually is. You know, it's got a little um, sake. Uh, after it has a it. nice bouquet <laughs> that burns the nose hairs. <laughs> you know, back bouquet, in the south, a bouquet of thorns. Back in Gaffney, we like to have peach moonshine. It's, it's strong, but it's it's actually not that bad. Peach moonshine, I can recommend, along with apple moonshine, and sometimes uh, cranberry moonshine is good too. Sometimes you can get. Apple shine. It's got a little something under the hood. I can, sti- I can see the floaters in it. There's still floaters <laughs> yeah, there, there's some there's some things floating in there. But you know nothing's living in there. They're so dead. Oh, okay. It's all dead. Angus like McBee is now taking a sip it, it of gives stove a nice fuel. Buzz on my lips too. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's it's smoother than some I've drank, but <laughs> I, by, by uh, so now we have to keep passing that until so we it's actually drink the whole bottle. Until it's empty. <laughs> no, no. So anyway, that was the trail tip of the month: moonshine as fuel, as liquid, as first aid. If you get a first cut, aid, throw it on you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Pass it around the campfire, make some friends. I, I actually like the taste of this. I thought I was anticipating just shuddering and coughing and hacking. Well, that first is, uh, face you made was this is smooth. No, it's good. I could sip this. I could okay. definitely. Okay, sip this. well you sip Have it. At it. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't a- throw it back, but I could sip it. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks, yeah. Wild Bill, for that trail yes. tip and uh, moonshine. The liquid in that jar—it's that shine. It's already getting to my head. So this is the part of the show where we end the show, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, it works fast, doesn't it? It does work quick, pretty fast. <laughs> thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks to Wild Bill and Kathy for inviting us up to the level hostel and for sponsoring today's show. We will take a rain check and we will absolutely get back to there sometime later in 2015. Big thanks to Steve Myers of the Great Plains Trail Alliance for talking to us about the Great Plains Trail. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. You bet. And many thanks to our buddy here, Angus McBruenstein, flying back from Germany. That's right. Bringing us more German beers. Unbelievable. Absolutely my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Corn liquor. It's the corn liquor, man. (laughs) Blame it on the corn liquor. Hey, many thanks to Pat Dixon and the Delicious Three for submitting music to the show. And many thanks to Mr. Eric Foster Whidden for the wonderful coffee and providing us with some great music from the Wickets. Beansandstrings.com. That's it. Let all right. Hostel. And of course, thanks to all our monthly PayPal donors and listeners from sea to shining sea. Keep those iTunes reviews coming. And to Serena Defaults for ha- forcing that brewery to send us some beer. Yes. Thank you, Serena. That was the Arizona Trail Ale. Go get yourself some. Next time you're in Pine or Cottonwood, Arizona. Hey, you can always find us at thetrailshow.com, twitter.com slash trailshow on Facebook, Instagram, and Cafe Press at The Trail Show on Stitcher Radio and, of course, on iTunes. You know our Twitter handles. You can also find the Great Plains Trail Association on Twitter at GRT Plains Trail. Go check them out. We'll be in Longmont on Saturday, May 16th for the long-awaited Longmont Brew Hike. The yeah. brew hike will start at 1 p.m. at Pump House Brewery. Show up at noon to eat some food. We recommend getting there before everyone else does because it, it could be a bit of a crowd. Plan accordingly. 
I just lost my music. What happened? Good. D-Lo? Keep it because I have some music. Oh. On my own. No, no, no. no. We're yes. good. No, we're not good. Another trail show has come no. and gone. Don't no. pout. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. No. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, no. Mags, Dilo, Wild Bill, Kathy, no. Steve Myers, no. Angus McBee, I'm Disco Chow. Macrofauna. <laughs> Macrofauna. Megafauna. Megafauna. Song monster. <laughs> Long monster. Where's my microphone? Oh, it's back. Here we go. Leadville Hostel. Leadville Hostel. Leadville Hostel. Don't Leadville. tell me it's not. Wh- Shut him down. <laughs> and that's the show. Yeah, well, put the bong down. All right. If you're so concerned what other people are doing on their hike, how the hell can you enjoy yours?